know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time. It's time. Ball junk episode eight. You always laugh at that part. I, I, I've learned. It's grown on me every time you do it. Oh, I, start, really? I love it more and more. <laughs> and you seem to get more and more excited every time you do it. Well, I, I, I'm excited about doing the show. Anyway, thanks for downloading the show. This is Ball Junk episode eight. I'm the gas man here with the quintessential stud muffin Frankie Knuckles. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. How you doing? I am doing wonderful, Lee. Yeah, I'm wonderful, Lee. I'm doing all right. I'm. I almost passed out just before you got here. It's been a long week traveling for work, and you went up so, to Cornwall. I heard. Oh yeah, the booming town of Cornwall, Ontario. Were you uh, trying to restart that Cornwall Aces franchise? No, just doing data work, tax data work. It sounds exciting. Oh, yeah. That's your job now. Yep. In Cornwall. Just this week. Oh. so you well, This is a, f- a flash in the pan kind of thing. Oh, okay. So how long were you up there for? Two whole days. Did you do anything in Cornwall? Uh, no. I, well, I went to eat at Shoeless Joe's and watch some playoff sports. That was the most I did. Other than that, I was either at a workplace or in my hotel room watching sports. Were you like by yourself most of the time? The whole time. The whole time you were by yourself? Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, I guess. What's that song? One is the loneliest. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a long drive. I'm glad to be home. Well, I've done that drive tons of times. Yeah, I, to Montreal. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I enjoy it. I, I like that part of the 401. A lot of radio stations. There's a lot of good stuff to flip through. You're getting into your French stuff. Yep. A lot of... Uh, NPR radio. Yeah, from the States. <laughs> Up in, from, uh, I think it's Vermont, right? Vermont or... Yeah, yeah I think and so. And then you get into your CBC, which seems to be on a, a lot of dials as you head further south. You get a lot of country music stations as well, especially yeah. oh, when you yeah. head back towards uh, the Kingston area. They like their Phil Collins, oh, Genesis. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. I don't disagree. <laughs> Did you, did you listen? Were you able to pick up any of Shom FM from Montreal? Not that I knew of. It's a good rock radio station. Yeah? 97.7. No. It's good stuff. Because I probably would have known or made the association with our 97.7. Right, which is now a terrible radio station. Yes. It's awful. I agree. Mind you, I haven't listened to it since the day I left. I'm a there, 91.7 so. giant FM. Oh. Great station. Absolutely. It has probably the most songs out of any radio station playlist I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, I've, I've been introduced to a lot of obscure Canadian bands that I had Street never Heart? heard. Street <laughs> Harlequin. Oh, yeah. A lot of good Harlequin tunes on there. <laughs> who, who else? Roxy Roller. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's another big one, too. Uh, Fashion Victim uh, <laughs> is the song. Yeah. And what's their other song? Um. Uh, all touch. Come on, help me out here. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Why can't I think of their name? They're good. I got to look it up. <laughs> they keep going. All right. I, I can't believe you're a Harlequin fan. I am now. What about the headpins? You ever, no, no. They no. oh another favorite of that station, Doug and the Slugs. Oh yeah, 
Douglas Clark's are great. <laughs> and they too play bad making it work. The Tomcat Prowl. Yeah, yeah. They they play a lot of fifty four forty and ELO, which I love. Not a lot of radio stations cover those two. ELO is very underrated. They play some really obscure ELO songs. They played a B side I heard once. I couldn't believe it. Surrender, <laughs> off New World Record. I lost my mind. Jeff Lynn's a genius. He is. I'm you know I'm fully on board with the ELO. So have you so have you been watching a lot of sports lately? Uh, that's pretty much all I've done. Yeah. While sometimes while playing video games, I like. So, sometimes I watch sports on that TV, play video games on this TV, and then I listen to podcasts on my computer. I I like to consume and kill birds all at the same time. Not literally, I guess kill birds with stones. Two. Right. Three stones. Right. No, three birds with one stone. Yes. Is what I do. That's Im- that's impressive. And how do you get anything out of any of that? Oh, I get it all. That's that's you, some severe multitasking. There's so many commercials. I don't want to hear what half of these announcers are saying anyway. A lot of the times the game audio is irrelevant. I just choose the game accordingly, something where the audio isn't that important. I understand. It's the only way to live. So have you, um, I don't know if you were affected. Oh, as, rough Trade is Well, Rough Trade. Rough oh, yeah. trade. High, I, high School Confidential. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't think of the name. Great band. What about uh, Teenage Head? I had heard of them, but I, I don't hear that much of them no. on that station. Whenever people mention Teenage Head, I always like to reply that it's the best kind. Yes. <laughs> I guess. I No comment, I, I suppose. Oh, I, I'm a huge Teenage Head fan, like the actual band. When I was in high school, I wasn't allowed to wear their shirt. Yeah. yeah. I remember a guy I worked with. He seemed really clean cut. And one day he started telling me about how he used to be kind of a punk, maybe even a neo-Nazi, and used to love Teenage Head. And I looked at this guy, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and he kept telling he kept, Teenage Head, man, that's the band you got to listen to. It's good stuff. I, I always think of that guy. Their book is coming out, a book about the history of the band. They're from Hamilton. They're actually thinking of a, res- um, what's, what's the term? Statue. Um, Com- commissioning a statue being built of a Frankie- erecting erecting a statue of Frankie Venom in a Hamilton Park. That that's a, a bit of a stretch, I think. You think so? Yeah, he's a legend. Oh, I have to say too. If we're talking about Hamilton legends, I saw Iron, Mi- Iron Mike Sharp. No, I saw Martin Short and Steve Martin live at the casino. They were together. Yeah, a conversation with them, doing little bits, and oh. Steve Martin taking that opportunity to shoehorn in his banjo group. Did he play? Oh, yeah. And how was that? It was okay. Was, kind of boring. Was, was, I think he's aware of it, though. And Was the Steve Martin musical performance as good or not as good as uh, Kevin Costner's musical performance that you saw live? In well? my opinion, not as good. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's that bluegrass, it's not really my thing. They're talented. It just it's a big contrast going from Martin Short running around in a nude suit. Did he um <laughs> did he do any musical numbers? Uh well they did the Three Amigos song. Come on. What? With people from the crowd. So you could have gone up What? And, yeah. I am upset that I missed that. <laughs> it was they were okay they they relied too much on the joke with the people from the crowd. I would have rather just heard them sing the Three Amigos song. They did the Three Amigos song. Yeah, but no My Little Buttercup. 
Okay, well, I'm not as upset because yeah. uh, Martin Short donned the Jiminy Glick makeup and interviewed Steve Martin. That's impressive. It was good. I love Jiminy Glick. So do I. Martin Sh- Martin Short. It w- it was not a great show, and I think it was the first time they ever did it. So a lot of rough spots, right? And they're pretty self aware and <clears throat> make reference to how bad it might be at times. Did they talk about uh, Martin Short's? Uh, hockey commercial for the credit no. was it a so credit card thought, uh no it's uh, a travel, travel rewards program that's right yes vacation interference <laughs> <laughs> i love it it's the only commercial i genuinely like in the world <laughs> and uh there's one other thing oh his, the one line i really liked from martin short was when the show was going kind of poorly he was kind of making fun of himself, he says just remember, <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to edit this out. <laughs> Why do you have to edit it out? Oh, my rock bottom is your wildest dreams <laughs> to the crowd. That's pretty good. It was pretty fantastic. What did you need to edit there? Oh, I paused. So? I, I should have known. You, took your, you had to fucking Google rough trade, for God's <laughs> sakes. That is true. You had to go to the Google.com. So have you, um, you probably weren't as affected as, as I was, but have you recovered from the untimely death of the ultimate warrior? Uh, it was weird because I had just brought him up the night before in the podcast. So he was kind of on my mind. I, I wasn't that affected. I like some of his interviews. I was not a huge ultimate warrior fan, no. even in his prime. I always rooted against him. Why? I don't know. I didn't like the guy. Well, how, some... how, when you heard that music, how were you not like fucking excited beyond belief? I don't know. I thought he was a, I don't know why I thought he was a gimmick, but I did. And I was like, he has no, but, but he has like, no business being in the same room as Hulk Hogan. No business. Did you like tugboat? <laughs> I did like tugboat. Well, okay. Then you're a fucking idiot. Then. Well, I didn't love tugboat. I mean, I was, I was, it's weird. I, I was a Jake, the snake guy. Number one. Right. I mean, I'm not talking wrestling ability, but I mean, like the guy had a presence about I have him. I've appreciated him more in my adulthood than I did in my youth. Right. And I had heard rumors that he was dead so many times. Right. I mean, he was, I was more he was surprised alluded. he was alive right before he was dead. But it, it's crazy. Like, you know, he hadn't been involved at all in the WWE for 18 years. They finally buried their hatchet. There were lawsuits. There was you know, anger between everybody. And they finally settled all that. He came back, was inducted into the hall of fame on the Saturday, appeared at WrestleMania on the Sunday, cut an awesome promo on Monday night, raw the following night. And then 24 hours later, he was dead. It's crazy. Maybe Vince wanted him in the same room. Maybe. Has he been considered a suspect? Yes. For real? No, (laughs) he had a heart attack. He died in Arizona. So you know, there you go. But uh, I don't like to always put the conspiracy hat on, but I'm surprised no one else is. You know, I mean, uh, I was interested in the Hall of Fame inductees this year because Jake the Snake Roberts was finally inducted, as was Razor Ramon. Where is the WWE Hall of Fame, New York? There actually isn't a physical building yet. They got to get on that. Well, they, I'm sure they will. I'm sure it'll end up being in the Orlando area with their 
they have that new performance center now where they train people to become superstars. Is this the beginnings of WWE City? Oh, man, we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that and okay. get into that later. Just a little teaser. A little, little teaser. Um, but see, now I'm just all I'm thinking about is a possible reality of a <laughs> WWE City. And it's like Mr. McMahon's Waffle House is part of it. And I just I want to go so badly. Anyway, um, so I ended up watching WrestleMania as well, and uh, pretty good show overall. WrestleMania 30, you know, it's a big number. The show opened with uh, a, a promo between Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Rock, probably the three biggest superstars to come out of the WrestleMania area uh, era. And uh, yeah, you're still thinking of it as a city. Oh, totally thinking of it as a city, and. <laughs> Because it's something I want so bad. But, um, yeah, no, it was a good show. The Undertaker lost at WrestleMania. I heard that. Huge news. It was it was pretty funny um, when he lost because, like, there was no reaction from the crowd. And as the camera was, like, they were just grown men with their mouths agape. And, like, people were crying. And it was probably good that he lost. Apparently, early on in the match... He, uh, the Undertaker suffered a concussion from uh, some sort of a thunderous hit from Brock Lesnar, like a legit concussion. And so you could tell there was something wrong with the match. It wasn't quite in sync. And then, like, you know, five or six minutes into this match, it just it looked like, you know, Brock Lesnar, who was a former UFC heavyweight champion, like it looked like a a, a very large six foot five mixed martial mixed martial artist was just beating up an old man <laughs> and it was it was it was hard to watch because it was just all brock lesnar offense it is it does seem like in a at least an ending that would generate a response right it's gotten to the point where obviously these grown men with their mouths agape are taking for granted that the undertaker is going to win Yes, I think so they it's all, the only I, way to get a reaction. Right. If you if he wins, you nod with, "I knew that was going to happen." So you have to do something. You have to flip the script at some point. Well, I I think he's done. I think he's retired now. Finally, I mean, it was just. I mean, he only ever wrestled once a year because it took him that long to heal up. But uh, so it's probably good that he was done. But the so was this building from their feud from a few, I guess, five years ago, something like that. I think that was they kind of did they they, use that in the promo stuff. They hinted at it a couple of times, yeah, but they couldn't get the footage, obviously. But um, for those who have no idea what Frank was talking about, the Undertaker legitimately went to a UFC event that Brock Lesnar was competing at, and there was a confrontation. Anyway, so after that match, it was time for like the the women's match, and it was just, it was just like everybody decided to, or like the crowd either were talking amongst themselves, or they went to the bathroom, or they went to get snacks, or they were still stunned from the loss of the Undertaker. But it was just like watching something on mute because there was just no reaction, and these you know, and the women aren't that great anyway. But uh, just a total dead crowd, and it changed the entire show. It was kind of funny. They uh, needed they needed more Ultimate Warrior to bring that crowd back up. They should have had him run down and just take out all the women. That would have been interesting. Well, I mean, it would have got a reaction from the crowd. 
He could have been the next Andy Kaufman. That's <laughs> only <laughs> really beating them up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sad to hear anyone die, especially an entertainer who's still kind of young. So Yeah, he was only in his early 50s. So that's still pretty young. Rest in peace, Warrior. He actually changed his name. To? Warrior. Oh, I thought. Legitimately. Really? Oh, yeah. Warrior. Uh, one, one, one word, Warrior. His, uh, his wife is Dana Warrior. So did he name himself after the movie, Warrior? Probably not. No? Uh, probably after the wrestling character. When did he character. change his name? Um, I want to say sometime in the 90s. Oh, so a lot. Okay. This yeah. is. All right. Yeah. Like late 90s, maybe. I think it was part of uh, making sure that he got the rights to that name, which he ended up winning. Oh, I see. The lawsuit. Legally, yes. But he really, truly believed that he was the warrior, the ultimate warrior. Or before that, he used to be known as the Dingo Warrior. Did not know that. Yeah. Really? No, I didn't. Oh, well, yeah. So WrestleMania was okay? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoy it every year, so it's a good time. Did you... Uh, other than just the, the playoffs, you've been checking anything else out now? No, not really. No soccer? Absolutely not. Just even hardly any baseball. Just been too much stuff. Work? No, sport. Like <clears throat> sport, all other sports to watch. I've been watching a lot of playoff sports. Well, that's so, kind of what playoffs are for, to watch them. It's the best time of the year. It's a great as time of the year. As far as I'm concerned. Seems like every time we do a show, we just we say it's the best time of the year at that particular time of the year. This time I mean it. <laughs> There's two good times of the year. Right now, round one of both playoffs, <clears throat> NHL and NBA. And when we say it before, when it's football season, the start of NBA and the start of NHL. Right. It's like the the five month. It's it's like the Christmas. Is there an anti? I I have my birthday, which is exactly six months from Christmas, so I think of it as Christmas and my birthday. Right. So I my gifts are perfectly spread <laughs> over six months. <laughs> I have the perfect gap. Well, well, actually, no, it's not. February is terrible for you, then, isn't it? No, no, not February, but uh, I guess I mean like yeah, I got a nice it's, distribution. It's the middle of of the season. So some this. people have. You know, their birthday on December 20th, they usually get fucked over right. with the amount of gifts. I have the perfect spacing to maximize gifts <laughs> at both. It is very selfish, and I don't care. What about, uh, so when is when is the Major League Baseball All-Star game? That's in, uh, July 18th. Oh, that's July. Yeah. That's, that's a terrible time for sports. It is awful. Cause, and we even said last year, what, what someone should take advantage of that day. Yes. And someone does. It's the ESPYs. Yes. Well, they- <laughs> so thank God for that. I don't think I've ever watched the ESPYs before. I have here and there. You even sent me a link of Norm MacDonald. Did you want? Yeah. No, I still haven't watched it. That you- was like eight months ago you yes, sent that link to me. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> it's good. So let's talk about the NBA playoffs. I have been talking about it a lot lately and going on filibustering ransom. Well, you know, doing that to just yourself while you were in Cornwall doesn't really count unless, uh, you, were, unless you recorded it. No, I to my uncle, my dad, my cousins, at family functions over Easter, I'm going on and on. What, what are you so upset about? Oh, it's 
it's kind of a the same old song at this point, but the officiating. <laughs> it's been interesting for a lot of reasons. Obviously, Adam Silver is the new commissioner. He is. And the offici- I, it has. I think it's actually been pretty good. And the first day was bad, but since then, I think it's been pretty consistent. And I feel like he, talking about flipping the script, let's say, this idea in the past that it felt like there was a directive to officials that the home team gets more calls. Okay. I have always felt that way. And that's why the NBA, more than any other sport, the influence of home felt biggest on the officials in that sport. Okay. And I think Adam Silver has made a specific, not a rule, but a suggestion that that shouldn't happen anymore. Okay. And I think that's the reason why so many road teams have won, why it's been so exciting and actually home games are not foregone conclusions anymore for powerhouse teams. And because of that, it's made it so far one of the most exciting first rounds of the NBA in a long time. All the series are close for the most part. Even Charlotte, although they've lost both games, hung in really in both. You look at one right now, Atlanta's leading, looking to take a 2-1 lead. I don't know. It's just been really fun other than the first Toronto game, which I thought the refs were awful. And I mean, I, I know a lot of people were complaining that Brooklyn did not get called for one foul in the first, in the fourth quarter. And that is a little ridiculous, pretty, pretty ridiculous. I, that is hard to believe, especially when I've seen the way that KG plays. He's one of the <laughs> dirtiest players ever. He's pretty filthy. Every, every pick he sets is moving. He's always throwing elbows. I I think that's a legitimate complaint, and uh, but other than that, it's is that only because you're like a Raptors uh, sympath- sympathizer? <laughs> I'm not real. I like them actually. I think they're fun to watch play. Except uh, game two, the end of the game, Demar Derozan. That they deserve to lose that game. I don't know if you watched it. A little bit. He was just dribbling for ten seconds, doing a couple juke moves, and shooting fadeaways. He was taking the worst shots I've ever seen. They they didn't even pass. Gene Hackman in Hoosiers would have benched this guy in about three seconds. Well, I would think they so. Didn't even... The greatest basketball coach in film history. So I that I was glad to see him pull through that game because Patrick Patterson and Grievous Vasquez were amazing, and I love both of those guys. So I would have hate to have seen them lose that game. You just like saying Grievous Vasquez. I when Vasquez was on, you know how much I love Vasquez. Oh yeah. So he's finally playing really well. He had a slow start in Toronto, so I've been very happy about that. So how do you what, how do you feel about uh, the uh, Raptors GM? In- oh, I love it. Do you? I do. I think anytime going to a, a rally, a fan rally. Getting on the mic and saying, fuck Brooklyn. I think that's fantastic. I think that's exactly what we need. And I, more of that, more antagonism. Even KG's response was pretty good. So the, the Raptors are kind of playing the heel role here. A little bit, except they're playing the ultimate heel, KG. Right. So the Raptors are Stone Cold Steve Austin, basically. I like it. Yeah. I could do without all the Drake, though. I'll be honest. Come on. You love Drake. I do not. You don't love Drake. No. And, oh, the announcers are always glad-handing him and talking about how he's done nothing. If anything, he's made money off it. It's just 
advertising for him. And I think did the Raptors even pay him to be their ambassador or something? Well, I'm I'm sure they can. I'm sure it's a mutually a deal. beneficial deal. But why didn't they pick Bieber to do it? I don't know. He likes basketball. He does. He was wasn't he the celebrity MVP I in that believe, one year three years ago? Yeah. yeah. Uh just a little over Drake, and I was never really, I never really liked Drake. So enough is enough. Give some credit <laughs> to the team, not to Drake. <laughs> Dwayne Casey, I don't know if he's got what it takes to coach a, a series victory. I think Brooklyn's going to win that one. Okay. So that's a good place to start then. You think Brooklyn is going to win the oh, series against the Raptors? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I figured after all the backlash of refs stuff after the first game, there was no chance Toronto was going to lose game two. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn won the next three games. Would be pleasantly surprised, though, if they lost. Um. So then we'll go to uh, Heat and Bobcats. Honestly, you have not watched more than about 20 minutes of that series. That's more than I've watched. No surprise. Miami's a pretty good team. They have some good players. Charlotte has hung in pretty well, though, and they've had flashes of some really nice team play. Jefferson's been good. Did you see Josh McRoberts? No. He's... Got like long brown hair. Oh right, right. Hair. Yes, yes, yes. You like they him? Got, they got no. They just have some interesting looks. Isn't he a member of the Sheepdogs? I don't think so. Sure, looks like it. Yeah, a lot of Jesus comments on Easter for that game. Oh, I bet. Um, all right, Bulls and the Bullets. That those games were amazing. Yes, Chicago is filthy. They are the dirtiest team ever. So why doesn't Garnett play for them? Uh, I don't know. He should. But I just loved how Washington battled in both of those games and won. It was fantastic. Bradley Beal was phenomenal. John Wall. He was okay. He yeah. kind of blew it a bit. But Nene, Gortat, amazing. Those two guys are killing it. And I just... It's, it's weird. What's, what's the name of that woman that was on the celebrity? Nene. It was... <laughs> <laughs> For, I think the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, she's Nene, or is and he's Nene. I think so. Okay, all right. <laughs> I swapped pronunciations right. accidentally. Uh, I just <laughs> when uh, they bailed Kirk Heinrich out with that foul call at the end, and he missed the free throw. The best. I was just ecstatic. It was so late. I was so tired, and I just were you in Cornwall? Yeah. All right. And watching it streaming on my computer. Just, didn't the TV didn't have the channel? No. That's shit. Yes. So I was uh, just <clears throat> loving it, every second of it. So f- for once, I've... Oh, they, well, we'll get to it, but I, I thought Chicago would win that series easily. Me too, considering the way they had been playing. I know, they don't seem to be running... I mean, their whole thing for the end of the season was running the offense through Noah. He was getting triple doubles every game. And I haven't seen any of that in no. what I've watched. It's like uh, Augustine and, I mean, Mike Dunleavy is taking eight shots a game. I don't know what they're doing offensively right now. It's pretty bad. And then what do you think about uh, Pacers and Hawks? Uh, have not, I've watched, I watched game one, did not see game two. I watched the, just what we've seen here of the game three. Uh, pretty good. Indiana, not looking very impressive, no surprise. Based on the end of the season. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah, I, Roy Hibbert. I think did it was it. He had no rebounds in game one. Well, it, or it, the first half of game one, which is insane. Well, there's the those uh, stats that are coming out now that the Pacers play better when Hibbert doesn't get any rebounds. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I think I heard a bit of that where he just more clears out space for other guys and. They still rebound better when he's on the floor. Right. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Atlanta upset them. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. But uh, it, it's crazy how how far that they've... Kind of, well, they and the Heat are struggling really badly. I mean, at this point, if you know any of those top three or four teams in the West would destroy everybody in the East. Yeah, and I must say, it's might be setting up perfectly as i predicted in our season preview for brooklyn to slide in right to the final even halfway through the season when brooklyn was in 12th place and you said oh your brooklyn pick's not looking too good now frankie what? i said <laughs> i don't believe i ever said oh, that oh you said it and i said hold on grego a lot of season left a lot of season left and look where they are now even though i hate them if they make it to the finals, it'll be sweet, sweet vindication. You really get that much out of it? No. No. But, but uh, I'll be happy. So how do you how do you feel about, uh, I mean, the Hawks are only really in this series because the Pacers have been playing so terribly, right? Uh, yeah, actually, Atlanta's played pretty good. I it's Everyone has said it, but Jeff Teague has been fantastic. Who else was really good in that game? I mean, I don't think Lou Williams was amazing. There was someone else who was really good too. Oh, they're playing well, and they're they're playing tough, which is what you have to do against Indiana, and not let them bully you around. But so. um, if uh, if if they decided to do a, a, a crossover, because I mean, everybody knows that the Phoenix Suns are a much better basketball team than the Atlanta Hawks. If they had done a crossover. Do you think it would be an even better sure. matchup against the yeah, Pacers? Yeah, why not? The Pace, uh, the Suns are an awesome team to watch. I, I loved watching their games at the end of the season. They play fun. They're playing. They play fast paced, especially once they got Bledsoe back. They were even better. I wish they would have got the eighth seed in the West. To be honest, but I wish Dallas would have got the fuck out. What do you got against the German? I'm sick of Dallas. They're the German gets every foul call. It's re- it's the worst. I do not like Monte Ellis. <laughs> he is the worst. Who else do they have? Vince Carter. Yeah. You you don't like Air Canada? No. <laughs> so I'm I'm fine if Dallas loses. Not crazy about them. Right. You know, it's funny how I said that I was getting angry watching uh, the That's Orioles a- before I came over here. And, and once again, every time I throw the remote across the room, <laughs> they go from being three runs down to being up by two. Yeah, I saw the bases were loaded, so I flipped over. How did you see that? Just in the bottom scoreboard there on the other channel. Oh, I wasn't paying that much attention there. I just happened to look and, oh, good stuff. There you go. Go O's. Go <laughs> All right, so, so let's talk that series then. Dallas San Antonio, one one. Dallas was good in game one too. They they were that was that was a game of runs. Everyone would go in like a 
20-point run. I hate, I hate the Spurs. We know this. Do you like Greg Popovich? Love him. Okay. But, but they are so much fun to watch the way they pass the ball. Yes. And Dallas, what I've noticed with Dallas is if you watch San Antonio games, they just swing it around corner three, like half of their shots, like wide open corner three. Dallas has shut that down completely. They're scoring when Tony Parker drives or Tim Duncan posts up. Dallas has done a good job of denying them easy three-pointers. So props to Rick Carlisle and the the fiendish Dallas defense. It, it reminds me of uh, how often like the Lakers used to take them out. Yeah. Because I watch these teams, and it's I, especially when they play my team, and I just see it happening. I see... Guys on the outside, them collapsing. Oh, here it comes. Around it goes in every time. Every time. I'm just like, oh, my God. How do you, how do you not know what to do here? Who is your coach? And Dallas is getting it done. Does, uh, Tim Duncan has the worst. Um, Complain face? Oh, yeah. Like after <laughs> getting called for fouls. Cups his hands. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there he they're. has the worst face for that. Yeah, he's pretty annoying. And I think game one was Joey Crawford was the ref, and there's a you love Joey Crawford. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't mind him when he's uh, he hates San Antonio, so he usually tries to fuck them over whenever he can. But he didn't that game. I was pissed. It's crazy that uh, you think you noticed certain referees hating other teams. Yeah, oh, I, a lot of people have said that. Oh, really? Yeah. Bill Simmons especially, I think. One thing I will say, though, I was thinking about this. There's no starting team of officials. You know what I mean? You don't earn your spot every year. Every other team, you know, there's a big pool, and the best people make it to the top. And no, the, the barrier for entry is even greater than that for players. Yes. There's more players than there are referees. And I'm surprised there's not more transparency into referee selection. And having better refs make their way up. Once you're there, I don't think your spot should be guaranteed. I think you should get a three-year contract, and if you're shit at the end of that, you're gone. They should put the, the lady ref in there. Violet? Yeah. Yeah, well, she's... if Believe me, if she is good, I'll take her anytime over anyone. I'll take anyone if they're the best ref. And I... Th- maybe reality show. <laughs> <laughs> NBA's next referee. There has to be something. And if there was no collusion or an attempt to make the games more entertaining and call things a certain way. I, I just think you could be the way uh, companies have to have their, their meetings available to all their shareholders. You can listen in and do stuff like that. I think there should be some way that a fan or someone else can hear what these guys talk about with the back and forth between the league and the officials and try to, get an idea of what they deal with because they don't. They just keep everything to themselves. We complain about it. They admit they're wrong all the time. But there never seems to be any penalties for that. There's no... We don't know what they're actually saying to them that, oh, we're fine, you did that. That was an exciting game. Or I want some transparency there. Right. That's what I want. It's the only way I'll believe it. <laughs> and then I won't believe it because they can make up scripts for these... I don't know. We got to think there has to be a better solution for this. But I, I will say, less, co- way less complaints this year. Well, that's 
that's that's progress then it is and adam silver is the reason for it do you think uh do you think the fine that uh the raptors gm got was enough i was surprised it was only it was 25,000 right yeah it was pretty low it felt pretty low for what he did i'm fine with it okay well you liked it so. i did like it you didn't like it well i don't know maybe you shouldn't have done that at a fan rally i guess Oh, the little kids are going to cry when they hear the F word? No, not Fuck at all. Fuck off. Little shits. <laughs> I just think it's um, ooh, it's probably inappropriate, though. I've done a lot of inappropriate things in my day. I'm fine with it. <laughs> You're not running a professional basketball team. That's well. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of money that's involved. There's lots of, you know... It, investors you know there's lots of uh marketing involved in that the team you know it's just it's did you like stottlemeyer and his uh post world series speech to the mayor of cincinnati do you remember first, I'm, I'm impressed that you uh, you know came up with a, a todd stottlemeyer <laughs> reference that's the first thing i think of it wasn't cincinnati though i thought it was the mayor of why would it be was the it mayor? philadelphia well why would it be the mayor of cincinnati they never played cincinnati i don't know i thought it was it's that's not. You're correct. <laughs> it was the mayor of Philadelphia, right? Or something? I, I don't remember. I do, I do remember he somebody made fun of him when he smashed his chin sliding into a base, and then uh, what what did he say? You can kiss it, my ass. Kiss I my think. ass. That's not really that big of a deal. Not these days. You know, you've just got fuck Brooklyn. Yes. Short and sweet. I like it. Poor Brooklyn. I hate Brooklyn. I hate everything about that team. <laughs> Fucking Jay-Z and <laughs> the stupid black and white jerseys. Yeah, I'm not Spending really. a million dollars to get guys who the refs fucking give the benefit of the doubt on every play. Getting angry. <laughs> so let's move on then. <laughs> uh, what's the next one we got here? The um, uh, Portland and uh, Houston. Amazing. I'm enjoying this one a lot. Did you watch last night's game? Like, fuck Dwight Howard. I mean, I agree. I I, I like the and fact that we can at least agree on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, did you see the halftime stuff between Charles Barkley and Shaq? They were really going at it for both of those games. No, in I that did series. Not. Oh, there's some animosity building. It's making that pretty exciting too. Because Barkley is cheering for Houston. No, Barkley's saying Dwight Howard isn't that good. Oh, okay. And I agree with him. And Shaq, it was weird. Game one, he was saying that he has to be better. Dwight Howard has got to be better. And he was in game two a bit. So Shaq came rushing to his defense, and there's a bit of a history between them two. It was getting, it felt like it was getting a little personal between Shaq and Charles. Charles seemed pretty frustrated, and he should have been. Shaq kept repeating the same things over and over again, beating a dead horse, so to speak. And Chuck was just trying to make his point. And they, as far as I'm concerned, they should only let Chuck speak during those. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Did you ever read his book? No. I should, should I? It's a good book. Okay. Well, I mean, it's called I May Be Wrong, But I Doubt It. <laughs> he's, he, and he's usually right. I was, who was I talking? Oh, at my uh, aunt and uncle's house. Reggie Miller was commentating the game. And as soon as Reggie Miller says something, I know the opposite will happen. He right. is wrong about everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, some guy got fouled. I can't remember who. I think it was Splitter. Okay. And I said, oh, 
at least uh, you followed the right guy. He's probably going to miss these. And Reggie Miller goes, oh, splitter, not a good free throw shooter. I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to hit both right away. As soon as Reggie cut, sure enough, <laughs> nailed them both. Reggie is wrong about everything. My least favorite commentator. Because he's always wrong. Oh, and he's always going on and on. He's such. Uh, the, I've always hated Reggie Miller. I've never been a fan, so. I, I do not like his opinions. I love Steve Kerr. I think Steve Kerr is fantastic. Van Gundy, love. Well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love And Jeff Charles Van Gundy? Barkley. And then Reggie Miller, opposite end of that spectrum. I mean, he's just obviously, I mean, he's in a different league than Steve Kerr and Jeff Van yeah. Gundy is. Oh, yeah. But, oh, LaMarcus Aldridge has just been phenomenal to watch in that series. Just owning it constantly. Yeah. I I really don't like Houston one bit. No, There's I, no I, one no one on that team I like. Harden can't stand watching him play. Just does these awkward drives to the basket every time or ridiculous threes. Howard he he gets a lot of close baskets. He also misses a lot of baskets where he's two feet from the rim, a lot. And Chandler Parsons, not too crazy about that guy either. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't always hate Houston. You know, when, when, when the dream was there, you know, and, and they had... Oh, I liked them there. They had the I love it. I love Barkley. You know, like I, was, I was a big fan of them there. But uh, once the whole Yao Ming thing and, uh, and that fucker Steve Francis... T-Mac. And, yeah. Yeah. Not digging it. No. I think that's kind of when I started to dislike them. And then, and then the whole, obviously, the whole uh, Dwight Howard bullshit. I mean... He should be the most dominant player in the NBA. He should be. Absolutely. But uh, I don't know. Just, he doesn't have the heart. And he's, uh, he's, and he's a total D-bag. That too. Yeah. I, he is the guy, even though he's not the biggest brand, he reeks of building your brand. And Can I tell you how much I fucking hate that term? Oh, I'm sure. Who doesn't? But he, out of anyone with the Superman stuff, maybe a bit of Blake Griffin when he... Are, D- did the dunk over the car too? That was. Are you building the Frankie Knuckles brand? No, I want no brands associated with me. <laughs> I want to be removed from all store shelves. No Frankie Knuckles. No, brand. no Frankie Knuckles. Uh can can I ask what store that stuff's available at? You cannot. Okay. We're in testing phases right now. The uh, we're talking about. Fucking idiot, Dwight Howard. Yes. Yeah, that stupid <laughs> idiot. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> but uh, he, he, I, I couldn't be ha- happier to see Portland walk into Houston and uh, deliver gut punches. Oh yeah, two games in a row. If there was any, the fact that they did it and Washington did it couldn't have been better. The two best, and if Memphis. Delivers another gut punch tonight. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, I will be happy. But you, oh, Lillard, I have not watched play that much, but he's pretty amazing. And <laughs> he is fast as fuck. Well, I mean, you know, there's there's not a lot of speed. And I got, of course, my two of my favorite former Hornets, who we traded away for the for fucking Tyreek Evans, are amazing <laughs> and on cheap contracts. Grievous. And Robin Lopez, who did you see his block last night? 
Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that guy. <laughs> I, I miss those. Those should be Pelicans. All right. So our next series, Clips, Golden State. Game one was amazing. Game one was fantastic. I could not watch game two, not on TV in Cornwall. Probably a good thing. It was a 40-point blowout. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure which is uh, which one of those two games is going to be more indicative of the series. I think game two. You think so? Uh, Chris Paul is very competitive. He got royally screwed over in game one. I hate the replay rules in the NBA. That they only review out of bounds at the end of games. Right. Because we've all seen it. What happens is two guys go for a rebound or a loose ball. One guy probably, even though it technically might have gone off the other guy, the other guy kind of fouls him to get to it. And the momentum was kind of with that other guy. So they, they give the ball to the other team. Now at the end of the game, plays like that happen. They call them the same way. But then... Oh, we got to take a closer look to see exactly who it went off of. When these plays happen the whole game, and it's just the flow of the game, and I'm fine with the way they call it. And then when you put it under a microscope, even though a foul should have been called, it goes to the other team. And I don't understand that a possession at the end of the game is worth more than a possession at the beginning of the game. Those are just as valuable. If you score there, games aren't close at the end. I, I hate that replay is only at the end of the games. It should be a re challenges. You can review it so many times, just like the NFL, maybe three. And you pick your spots that you want to review. You're not worried about it uh, slowing the game down? It already does. There could be four in a row that nobody really cares about at the end of the game, potentially. The coaches should have to pick their spots when they challenge. If they want to challenge a foot on the line for a three-pointer or an out-of-bounds. The fact that they review every one only in the last two minutes is so confusing to me for the reason I said. A possession's a possession. And number two, it just... They, they, rev they literally takes them two minutes to do these reviews. They're not good at it. They are slow. And no, yeah, it, it seems like it's an incredible meeting of the minds sometimes. They're gathered around these monitors. Yeah. It's not good, but go Clips. For sure? Pulling for the Clippers? Oh, the, I want them to win it all. You want the Clippers to win it all just because of Chris Paul? I love Chris Paul. He is the most unappreciated player in the NBA. You Come on. I agree with Jalen Rose. He is the third best player in the NBA, and it's not even close. I might even put him number two. He could score... Number two over... Durant. He could if he if he took the amount of shots Durant takes, it'd be pretty close. The separation would be uh, free throws. Durant gets way more free throws, but he leads the league in steals, leads the league in assists, completely takes over games when he has to, picks his spots. He can turn it on whenever he wants. He's facilitating his teammates. The guy is the best. He's got the heart of a champion. You are so fucking hot for this guy, like Chris, Jesus Christ, Chris Paul is a prince among men, <laughs> to quote Craig Kilborn. Craig Kilborn used to say, because he was a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, that KG was a prince among men. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous statement in the history of the world. KG, a prince. The Clippers. He's practically a villain. Right. A criminal. 
I'm not cheering for the Clippers. You know, I mean, I don't really want to cheer for a second-rate LA-based team. I love that they covered up LA's banners for the home games too. Well, they kind of have to. How is that not a thing already? Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, maybe it's just too much work to do it all the time for their home games. But obviously, it's kind of a big deal to do that for the playoffs. I hope we never reach an age of digital banners. I don't think so. No, no, I don't okay. think. I don't think that. I didn't think digital movie posters would happen. We're there. Do you think it's weird that uh, that the Clippers? You know, how long? How long have they been a franchise now? Well, including the Braves, or no, just just the Clippers think, in L.A. I have, I'm not sure, but I think 35 or so. Do you think it's about time they had their own arena? No, no. Don't you think it's weird of two professional sports teams in no. the same league sharing? There's more examples. The Meadowlands is shared by two football teams. Uh, I think there's even more. I can't think of them right now. I don't think that's that big a deal. No. We can, they can schedule around that. But um, that's just, valuable. I mean, that's just, valuable real estate. It, it, it just sucks that for. I mean, it's different now, but for such a long time, Clippers home games against the Lakers didn't really feel like home games for them. I do agree with that. I blame their fans and their season ticket holders. Just not showing up or not having enough. Yeah. Or yeah, not having enough or passionate fans. Or just selling enough season tickets, or that's their fault. If yeah. you put a good product on the floor, that'll change. But it didn't used to be a good product. It, it wasn't oh, no. a good product for for a very very long no, time. No, no. It was a terrible product. Correct. But now they're better, much better. Yes, and it took them a while. <laughs> they're a fun team to watch. So is Golden State. I'm, it's sad that one of those those teams has to leave right away. Clippers, by far the more team-oriented style of play. Different guys contributing. A great team to watch. Do you think that uh, a a sports league in, in a playoff system should uh, incorporate... Jesus, that was an insane fucking <laughs> shot, by the way, by the Hawks. Um, anyway, um, that uh, should uh, take a note from the CBS television show Survivor and have a redemption island for eliminated playoff teams to give them an opportunity to get back into the playoffs? Well, you know I love Survivor. Yes. And last night's episode was amazing. I don't know if you've seen it. I did see it. Loved it. What did you love about it? Uh, who's, who's your favorite character right now? Did he step out of bounds? Yeah. yeah he did. Who do, I li- who do I like the most? Yeah. No if you, one. If you say Tony, this podcast oh, is over. No, 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 no. I don't really like anyone, which is oh, okay. why I think I'm li- I'm liking this season. I the strategy's actually made sense. There's been lots of flipping. I think you're seeing more of the brains, bronze, beauty elements come right come through now, and it, I don't. know. I think it's kind of interesting seeing who was originally cast as what they were and where they are now is an in- yes. interesting juxtaposition. I uh, I don't like this idea of this second idol. No, this was the most calculated thing ever to keep Tony in the game. Oh yeah. This was the producers. 
I, there was something else that was so set up in that the challenge. So, I, I can't remember exactly. Well, no, it was it was the the teams <laughs> for the challenge. Oh yeah, they, that's exactly what it is. They don't even sh- did they say how they drew teams the last three episodes? Well, I think Jeff they, Jeff just said uh, let's go draw teams or whatever. I don't think that. he did even say that. I he I, said something about teams. I I think they're setting up the teams now because it, it's weird. At the last three challenges, the teams have been the alliances essentially. Yeah. So there's with, been no with bl- one person being <laughs> that they uh, put wanna, on the other yeah, side. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a little fishy, yeah. to say the least. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. And then this this new idol that can be played after the votes are cast. So stupid. And and you see the votes, then you can play the idol. That's dumb. I agree. I think uh, if they were going to do something like that, they should have at least put something in the game where at some point that idol will be unusable but no one will know when that will be yeah you know so but in terms of a redemption island for the nba could be interesting yeah what would you play to actually get back in the playoffs well yeah it's like the the first team eliminated goes to redemption island then the second team gets eliminated they they play a game (laughs) and whoever wins stays on until they they come back uh in and then so the and and they battle their way all the way back to the nba finals I don't know. I, I would be upset if I lost to the finals to a team from, from Redemption from, NBA from Island. Re- Redemption <laughs> NBA Island. Because <laughs> then they can have like, uh, it can be like a, a, a reality show hosted by Charles Barkley. In that case, I love it. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Definitely. I think it's a good idea. I think we should submit it and uh, see what happens. It's a good thing that we recorded this so we know that the idea is actually ours. Even though we stole it from somewhere else, technically yours. Technically mine. Well, I mean, I'd give you a me little in? share. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just a small, small share. And then, uh, what's the last one we have to talk about? Oh, OKC and Memphis, which we're watching right now. Yep. And I like Memphis a lot. Do not like OKC. I respect OKC and Kevin Durant, especially. Uh, I, th- I think Memphis can win this series. They well, beat them last year. Well, that's what I mean. It's like Memphis is this team that can just kind of, you know, fight their way through a series and, uh, you know, kind of be rough around the edges. And They're definitely two very experienced playoff teams from the last four years. And it could be. This is has the potential to be one of the most exciting series as well, I'd say. I think so, too. So what do you predict? Well, I didn't get to watch the last game, but the – the finale to that was right. ridiculous. The four-point play by Durant, the buzzer beater by Perkins to send it to overtime, and then Memphis still, yeah, fighting it out in overtime and winning. Like that's the best. There's been, I love when road teams win in overtime. It is the <laughs> why because it sends people home upset. Oh, it's so good because, like I said, it may, it might just be stigmas from the past where. I'm just so used to the home teams winning all the time where it's not even interesting anymore. Maybe similar to the to the Undertaker thing. Now these road teams are winning and it's just I'm elated when these things happen. Right. I, I can't go to bed after. I'm so excited. The adrenaline's pumping. Thank you, Adam Silver. <laughs> Anything. It's all because of the refereeing. I think that's a huge part of it. I think... I've looked at some of the box scores and the foul calls have been pretty close. Free throw attempts have been similar. 
it's it's good playoff basketball. I'm excited. So, uh, oh, before we we get into the next part of uh, seeing who uh, we think is going to win the next rounds and stuff, if we will make some predictions and stuff. Um, you just said that Chris Paul is probably the second best, could be the second best player in the NBA. He's close to Durant, I would say. Do you think? Just you know, we'll we'll play a little time travel game in an alternate universe game that if if that trade with the Lakers had gone through and he was a Los Angeles Laker, do you think you would still feel the same way about Chris Paul? Absolutely not. I would hate him. <laughs> not even any hesitance. None at all. I give no love to the Lakers, be they former Hornets slash Pelicans or not. Hate them. We really need to go to a game at Staples Center to see the Lakers play. Mm. It'd be the best. Maybe if this might be ideal, if the Pelicans go on a road trip and they play the Lakers and the Clippers like back-to-back nights, that would be good. Right. Would you, you, you cheer for the, you wouldn't cheer for the Clippers though. No, I would be wearing a full Pelicans uniform. Would you be leaving disappointed both games? Potentially. It's okay. I'll schmooze with the celebrities. <laughs> That's Billy Crystal. He loves the Clippers. I know. He's their biggest fan. <laughs> All right. So um, Pacers and Hawks, who's going to win the series? Pacers. Pacers. Um, Bulls and Wizards. Wizards. You know what? I'm going to go on the record. Bulls are coming back to win. Bulls are coming back to win the series. Yep. Okay. Uh, Raps and Nets. Nets. And then uh, Heat and... Heat. Heat. All right, so then you got Brooklyn and Miami. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I'm doing this so it works out to my prediction at the beginning of the season. That's what you're doing here because you're going to stick with that. I don't think it's ridiculous either. Pacers and Bulls? Pacers. So do you truly believe or this is what you want to No, happen? I think they're just going to... Well, I mean, I don't really want anything to happen in the East. I would want the Raptors to win, but that's right. not going to happen. Uh, no, I think that's what I think the Pacers will get by the, by the skin of their teeth in the first two rounds. So then, do you really think the Pacers are going to play Brooklyn? I do. And you think Brooklyn? And I think win? I said that at the beginning of the season. You may have. And Brooklyn will win. All right. So San Antonio and Dallas. San Antonio. And then uh, Portland and Houston. At this point, Portland. Okay. Uh, Clippers, Golden State. Clippers. And then uh, OKC and Memphis. OKC. All right. So OKC and the Clippers. OKC. And then uh, Portland and San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio, OKC. OKC. So you're sticking with the OKC in Brooklyn. You truly believe that that's what's going to happen. I do. And OKC will win. MVP will be a shock. Russell Westbrook. Hmm. That's interesting. So KD will get the regular season. Westbrook will get the finals MVP and the, the two headed snake will collide in the off season. Who is the alpha male of that team? And they'll be terrible for the rest of their lives. That's all very interesting, but completely idiotic. <laughs> Who do you have winning? Well, See, I, I don't think that the Pacers, because that's what my early season prediction was, I don't think they're going to be able to pull it together. It's very strange that their downfall happened when they traded a bench player 
for another bench player. And signed Andrew Bynum. And saying that, but and but who's not playing either. So two guys, they they got rid of a guy who was wearing a suit, and they brought in two guys who are wearing suits on the sidelines, and they're a horrible team. Well, I just I watched uh, one of the playoff huddles from Game One with Frank Vogel, and I could sense they hate this guy. <laughs> they they're sick of his bullshit. They are not. I think they almost want want to lose to get him fired. I I don't know what he did. They are sick of that guy. They've had enough. I think I think it. Uh... I think you're probably right, but I think at this point, uh, I think it's going to be a repeat of uh, last year's NBA Finals. And who will be victorious? San Antonio. If uh, the Clippers can't win or the Raptors, I want Miami to three-peat. Do you? Oh, yeah. Why? I love LeBron. <sighs> he is the greatest basketball player of all time. It is not even close. And he will go down as the best player of all time. I am absolutely positive. You think at this LeBron James right now is an all-time better player than Michael Jordan? I do. Your your every NBA opinion you've ever had, you just flushed down the toilet. I'm not alone in this. A lot of people think that. Yeah, a lot of idiots. He shoots the ball at like 57%. He scores he could score 40 points every game if he wanted to. He gets Eight rebounds, five assists. He defends every position on the floor. He is, there is no one better. If you took LeBron James in his prime, Michael Jordan in his prime, played one on one, LeBron would destroy him. That's not accurate. It is at all. LeBron's a beast. <laughs> Love him. And if you uh, so if you so the referee that is refereeing that one on one game. What where does where does that what time period does that referee come from? It's me. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'll call it right down the middle. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure you would. Unbiased. <laughs> call it by the book. Jesus Christ. I think if it's uh if it's the nineteen eighties referee, then uh, Jordan wins easily. LeBron could flick at Jordan and send him into the stands. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jordan is a little bitch compared to LeBron. When did you get this hard on for LeBron James? I've had it forever. <laughs> I, I have always loved LeBron, especially the last four years. He has just gotten better and better. Ooh, 11-3 Baltimore. I was just noticing that Tayshaun Prince is on the court, and I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, he it. hasn't played much this series. No, so. no. Oh. I own a Tayshaun Prince jersey. Really? I oh, from, yeah, from, from the Detroit. finals. Yeah. Yes. It probably doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> well, it might. Look at that move. Tayshaun. Still got it. I always could not stay in that guy. <laughs> He's the worst. All right, so let's move on to uh, the NHL playoffs. Which I haven't watched as much of, but I've watched quite a bit. But you've watched some. All right, so are you an Eastern? You're an Eastern Conference guy because you cheer for the Sabers. Man, they were awful, and they didn't even win the. No, lottery. they got <laughs> fucked in the draft lottery too. Oh well, I guess in a way I'm kind of rooting for St. Louis because if they win the West, the Sabers get their first round draft pick this year. 
Right. Oh, from the Ryan Miller trade. Yeah. Right. But honestly, the team, the finals I hope happens is San Jose and versus Pittsburgh, maybe the Habs. Because of the that that long San Jose Montreal rivalry, no, just those team, those three teams are the most fun teams to watch play ever. They don't play this fucking bullshit grinding hockey. L.A. I fucking hate. <laughs> they are the dirtiest. Them and the, obviously the the Bruins, but L.A. is so dirty in that game last night. I couldn't believe the shit that interference call in overtime. It was ridiculous. I well, was, they, they still lost though. So no, I know. I was so happy. Uh, I hate L.A. I love the Sharks. You don't like any teams from L.A. No, no. Uh, the Sharks are so they pass so well. They are fantastic. I I'm rooting for them. They've been good for the longest time. Love those black jerseys. And the Habs passing has been phenomenal too. Mm-hmm. They've been they played well. a lot of fun to watch. I hope they do well. I hope they fucking destroy Boston. Well, I mean, the Lightning team that they played were pretty depleted on D. And Bishop's hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, they uh, they uh, they had some good fortune into that series, so it's probably good they got some time off. Um, I think it'll be a different series no matter who wins between. Uh, have you seen a, a score between the, the Bruins and the Wings while we're sitting here talking? No, I haven't, no. actually. Well, Boston's winning that series. Well, they're up in the series, but I just meant in the game tonight. That's all. But uh, but Zetterberg's back for Detroit, which could be a big. Detroit's up two one. There you go. And uh, Colorado, Minnesota. I haven't seen any of that series. Neither have I. I watched a lot of the Blues and Blackhawks uh, when I can. Yeah, it's been really good. And I haven't seen much of the Ducks and Stars. Yeah, the, the, those two Western Conference series. Colorado, Minnesota, Duck Stars are the ones I've seen the least. Uh, I, I haven't seen too much of Philadelphia, New York. Their games always seem to be on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, and it was Easter, so I was kind of limited to, I think, the, I did see the end of that game and then followed by the San Antonio-Dallas game. So oh, it's it's been really good playoff hockey. I, I, love the, I love the first round of hockey playoffs, and Columbus has been... That game last Amazing. night was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it seems that game, one team is always dominating the other. Well, they said every team, they all, all the games, uh, one team's gone up 3 1, and that team that went up 3 1 lost every game. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for Columbus. I've been to a game there, love the cannon, like to see them do well. I so just, we I, didn't I, talk about the Leafs not making the playoffs either. You know, I mean, uh, is it, it's not really worth talking about, is it? No, it's, it's kind of fun. Well, no, I mean, I enjoy it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's uh, it's funny because there are, you know, being where we live, there's lots of Leaf fans around. So, you know, it's amusing. So I know I asked this last time, but is the boycott officially over? Have you Have you been watching the Habs? You start. I want to remind the listeners. Mm-hmm. You started the season boycotting the NHL in general. Yes, spe- specifically les habitants. But no, and I wasn't watching any hockey whatsoever because of les habitants. <laughs> no, it was it, it was the, the the lockout, and then 
there just happened to be one contract uh, which kind of put me over the edge that just happened to be from a Montreal player. I mean, if that situation was on any other team, my reaction would have been You would the have boycotted the NHL if some defenseman on Minnesota had Oh, done. yeah, like the whole... the whole. It was the, it was the nature that offended you, not that it was Montreal. No, it was the whole idea of the, the players that kept saying that, you know, uh, it wasn't because of money, and then they come back, and the very first contract that gets discussed is about money. Okay. And that bothered me. All right, I might have to do... If the Habs win the Cup, I might have to do some clip digging. Sure, yeah. Go for from, it. From that episode. I think it'll be appropriate. No, like, like I haven't I haven't watched... Well, I mean, I've, I've watched some other games, but I mean, most of the... The most reason is that uh, it's, just, it's just too stressful. Yeah? yeah? You're loving it, though. <sighs> Don't deny yourself this pleasure. <laughs> Your team is doing very well. Don't let past grievances ruin this. I, I don't let myself get too invested into things like this, especially, I mean, the situation that they're in is, 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 uh, is only because of the team that they played. Okay. You know, I mean, they, they fell apart for good portions of some of those games, uh, from what I heard, because uh, I didn't really witness much of it. But, uh, you know. They're playing well. Okay. Very well. So uh, I'm assuming that's who you're rooting for overall. Any well, other? sure. I mean, and, it's, no, no, it's not like, I'm gonna, I, I, like I, I hate the team or I, I, I don't enjoy the fact that they've won games. I mean, I still look at oh, I, scores and watch highlights. And, and the, absolutely. But, Is there any other team in the West you're going for or anyone you do not want to win that you I don't, I don't. I don't have any hatred of any teams in the West. Or the um, East, teams you hate in the East. Well, like I mean, Boston, Bruins, Flyers, Rangers, you know, I don't like any of those guys. Um, but uh, I, I guess I I don't mind seeing uh, St. Louis do well um, just because it was, I I got to watch uh, uh, Petrangelo play so much uh, with the Ice Dogs here in Niagara before he, you know, got to the NHL. And, you know, he was. Was a pretty awesome player then, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he wins an Olympic gold medal, and you know, and he's playing on a team that's one of the better teams in the West. So it's 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 a it's good to see him do well, you know. Just the same last year with with the Blackhawks, you know, like this this guy named you know Andrew Shaw who was was barely good enough to play with the Ice Dogs. He didn't even get to play all the games. Is all of a sudden playing on the top line of the Stanley Cup champions. It's Pretty cool seeing yeah. Andrew, Andrew Shaw do that. So, you know. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, it's been really good so far. I, there's almost too many games on right now. There are a I, lot of last games Last night, on. the way they were staggered, I could... Between, you know, the hockey and the basketball, and I'm still trying to watch some baseball, it's, it's a lot. And then I still got to find time to watch my other shows, like Naked and Afraid and Survivor and... Uh, Kitchen Casino, <laughs> which is awesome. Have it, you watched Kitchen no, Casino? No. Have you even heard of it? No. Do you like cooking shows? No. Okay, well then. Well, okay, I'm going to tell you about Kitchen <laughs> Casino because I think it's fucking awesome. I mean, so it, it's kind of like Chopped. You know what Chopped is? I think I've seen it once. It's, you know, it's uh, four chefs and then there's three rounds. and Aren't all these shows three or four chefs in a few rounds? Something like that. So this one, it starts off uh, the first round. 
um, they have uh, the slot machine. And the three th- the three uh, things on the slots, one is a, a style of cooking, like Italian or Chinese or Indian. And then the second one is a specific ingredient that they have to use. It's not like a, a stupid ingredient. It's a very common ingredient. And then the third uh, one on the slot is, is uh, a theme, like breakfast or tapas or um, hors d'oeuvres or something like that. So it's the same thing in a way to... Uh... What's the show Jay loves? The Cake Master guy. Sweet Genius. I know, is that still on? I don't know if it's still on, but oh. that's pretty much what they spread out those same things. It's Yeah, it's kind of like that. So then there's, uh, so there's that, and then uh, there are two judges, and they each, each judge scores their dish out of five with like playing cards. And, uh, and then the lowest score goes out. So then the next round, and the, the way the, the kitchen is set up is that there's four cooking stations in a circle it kind of looks like uh, you know that uh, game simon mm-hmm. right it looks just like that okay. yeah. red yellow blue and green and that's the way they're shaped in a big circle and then so the second round uh they can i, I think they're given uh, a kind of uh they're given a protein that they have to cook with um but then anything they can do any style or do whatever the way they want and then two or three times during that round, an alarm will go off and the whole stage will rotate. So then there's a different cooking station in front of them. And then they have to cook, continue cooking uh, that someone what else the, has started okay. cooking, like the person on their right or their left or whatever, which way the thing spins. And then it'll spin again a few minutes later and then they'll have to... And then sometimes they'll get their original dish back after two other chefs have already been cooking and, and, and changing it up and then they have to go and present but you can also um, one of the rules is is whatever is on your, the cooking station at the end um, like when it stops when it doesn't move anymore like everybody has to use all the ingredients so some of the contestants will think ahead and put something weird on their tray and then so the next person will have to use that ingredient to, the one episode a guy put something in the freezer and then didn't say anything about it. And and then, but they still had to go and use this frozen shit in the freezer in their, in their meal. So then one person will get eliminated after that. And then the last round, it's a, it's kind of like a blackjack thing. Like three different ingredients are turned up in cards. And then, uh, so they have to use those ingredients and then they each get two more cards and they have an opportunity to trade those two in for something else. They get a one-time opportunity, and then they have to make something with those five ingredients that they each have. Um, and then again, they they pick uh, a winner out of that, and then that person they they have a sum of money uh, based on the score that they got in the third round. So if they got an eight out of ten, they've got eight thousand dollars, and then they go to a wheel and they gamble it, and they can either get double or triple what they have, or they lose it all. It usually on cooking competition shows, somebody always goes away with something. But in this show, you can actually win the show and get fuck all. I I don't know. It sounds the intriguing. host. The host is kind of a d bag, though. Unfortunately, oh yeah. But yeah, I think uh, he's some sort of like a, a Las Vegas casino guy. He's not like a a, a regular television. The switch. Host or, the switching station one sounds the most intriguing. It, it's it's very fascinating. As soon as I heard about it, I was sold. I was like, I gotta watch this show. I'll I'll keep an eye out. Yeah.
But you don't watch Naked and Afraid? No. It's a good show. I think I saw it on for the first time just on my guide the other night. I think Chile watches it. That's where they leave them on islands, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't watched it yet. That's pretty good. Right. And and I've been kind of watching this Paranormal Witness show, which I find very scary. <laughs> Is it like a, a A&E show or something? Yeah. 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 Not interested. Very scary. You don't like scary things, though. I don't like jumpy things. Yeah, there's some jumpy things on yeah? this fucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not interested. No. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the NHL playoffs as we went off on that tangent. Um, all right, so Bruins Wings, who's going to win that series? Bruins. All right. Uh, Penguins Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. Think the upset is going to happen? Sure. All right. Uh, Rangers Flyers. Rangers. All right, so Rangers Blue Jackets. Rangers. Then Bruins and the Habs. Habs. So Habs, Rangers, who's going to the final? Habs. Oh, Jesus Christ. See, now you're making me sweat. You're going to send my stress level through the fucking roof. Uh, all right, Ducks and Stars. Stars. Hmm, another upset. Sharks, Kings. Sharks. Uh, Avs and the Wild. Avs. Terrible name. Um, Blues, Blackhawks. Blues. All right. So then Blues, Avs. Blues. And then Sharks and Stars. Sharks. Sharks, Blues? Sharks. So you're, you're predicting the Sharks Montreal final. Wow. Winner, San Jose Sharks. See Neil that? Young will be partying all night <laughs> with his Pono player. Why Neil Young? He's a season ticket holder. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought you don't because you know that I hate Neil Young. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and have Neil Young celebrate. That's over. even better. That they will, <laughs> the guy you, you hate will be celebrating <laughs> in the stands when Montreal loses. <laughs> that would be a terrible scenario. So you won't be investing in a Pono music player? No. I don't even know what that is. It's He started a, a Kickstarter for a lossless... Uh, audio format because he didn't like digital music in it why does he need a kickstarter to get this pono out the door man he needs this thing he needs uncompressed audio but then i think i read somewhere it's just essentially flack files which i don't even get whatever i kind of want one just for the to be that in that exclusive club of pono owners <laughs> stupid name <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's got the shape of a, a Toblerone box. Well, that's weird. Mm. Pono. Well, now I'm thinking of Toblerone. I don't think I've ever had a Toblerone. That's a ridiculous statement. I don't think I have. Really? It's a cloudy memory, but I would think I would remember if I did. And I don't think I have. <laughs> it always kind of bothered me. You know, you're... You are capable of buying your own. I, I, I do not want to try a Toblerone. You don't want to try one? No. Why not? I don't know. I don't like the shape. It, 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 I've, I don't know. For my whole life, it's just I've never had the desire to try that. Sorry. Even with Billy Connolly talking about them in stand-up specials. Yeah, it's like these things that you say and... I don't know how we can continue to do podcasts together. <laughs> it's just a Toblerone. Maybe I'll try one. one of That's an days. understatement. Just a Toblerone. All right. So let's, uh, let's do balls around the world. Do you have a prediction for the finals, NHL? Oh, do I? Yeah. 
Um, let's go with Kings and Lightning. Kings and Light Lightning are out. <laughs> you silly guy. I am so <laughs> silly. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I honestly haven't been watching enough to be able to make a an intelligent prediction. But you know, let's go with uh, Bruins and Blackhawks then. Oh, gross. I didn't say I would enjoy that. That was last year, wasn't it? You picked repeats in both sports? Did I? Did they beat the Bruins last year in the final? Pretty sure. I don't remember. It could have been. That's how much I was paying attention. (laughs) All right, balls around the world. So, uh, man, you got any more light in here? Nope. No? (laughs) Boy, it's getting pretty dark as I'm trying to look at this story. Oh, all right. So I got this uh, this awesome story about, uh, do you know FC Barcelona? I've heard of them, yeah. Football club. I've seen them play. All right. So um, apparently there were some uh, chocolates uh, that were sent out, or they, they found in Spain uh, with the logo, the FC Barcelona logo. And it turns out that they weren't uh, like chocolate or, or white chocolate. They were, they, but what it actually was... Was uh, was illegal narcotics that oh, were being yeah? transported in the shape of little chocolates. Um, I'm trying to figure out here what uh, kind of uh, drugs it was. It was it was marijuana and heroin. Uh, no, it was it was a high strength <laughs> cannabis and a, and hallucinogenic mushrooms. Oh, cool. So I mean, now I'm assuming you know they were just you know caught like uh, at, a, at a border or on a drug bust or something but if these were you know like misplaced and and sent out like can you imagine like like what a, a strange idea like not only did they you know get these into like small portions like chocolates but they put the like molded the logo of the football club into it as well that's a lot of work to yeah, smuggle well, I drugs. Think the main thing is the smell of chocolate masking whatever's inside. I think it's brilliant. But it wasn't but it wasn't uh, like a, a, a milk. It wasn't chocolate though. Like there was no smell to it. Like oh, it, was, it wasn't actually chocolate. There was no chocolate. No, it was just the cannabis and it was just the mushrooms. What? In a mold. Are you sure? Yeah, there would there was no milk or or lime flavored delights associated with these things. Oh, well, that's a totally different story. But you you it's okay that they were smuggling drugs in chocolate, but it's not okay. Oh, if I, I just not. don't understand why you would do it. The chocolate's the mask. It's it's the the cover for what's inside. Well, Did it at least look like the yeah, it was. It was the. the they Can were. Can I see a, this? Uh, it's a black and white printout. You know, I, need, I need to see this. Look at the picture. There's just chocolates. They look like little chocolates. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I take it back. It's a brilliant idea. <laughs> That's why I thought it was a funny story. <laughs> what a genius idea! Hey, so you're a big golf fan? Not really. No. I do like golf. I I I watch the Masters, kind of. You watch the Masters, and then I just bought some new golf clubs. Well, used, but new to me. So I plan on uh, hitting the links a bit more this year. Did you uh, see the story about this golfer named uh, Pablo, who was attacked by the Hornets? No. No. (laughs) Go Hornets. 
Well, yeah, he was uh, he was like actually out on the golf course. He was playing. Uh, this guy, he was uh, he's ranked 65th in the world. He was playing the fifth hole of the Maybank Malaysian Open in Kuala Lumpur. And uh, at some point, he was attacked by a swarm of hornets. Like, he didn't step on a nest or anything. They were just going by, and he just happened to get in the middle of it. He got, like, 20 stings. Jumped. Did the hornets kill him? No, he jumped into uh, a water hazard to, to get away from them. That's such a cliche thing to do. What, jump in the water? Yeah. Well, I mean, really, what else are you going to do? Punch them in the face? I just wish he would have come up with a cooler escape. I mean, you see that in cartoons. Well, I mean, he'd been stung 20 times at that point. What's another 20 stings? Obviously, I'm rooting for the Hornets, <laughs> no matter what the scenario. But my thing, what made me laugh about this is because, you know, he's, I mean, if you're just, you're watching this and he's, you know, having the typical freak out of people being surrounded by bees, but you can't see the bees, right? Because you're watching this on television. And, uh, and he's having this freak out. And, and at the end of it, he said these hornets were three times the size of regular bees. Well, there are these Chinese bees that are as big as your hand. Have you seen them? I, they were in Malaysia. Let me, let me see if I can get a photo. This is no, this is jo- no joke. Hand bees. They're hand-sized I think, bees. I think it's Ch- Chinese killer hornets. Let's see here. Yeah, these fucking things right here. Well, they're not... As big as your hand? Yeah. Dude, look, that thing's in his hand. Yeah, but it's not as big look, as a hand. Look at those fucking things right there. Yeah, there's there's four, and it's not even covering up one hand. Those are pretty big hornets, Greg. Well, yes, they're big, but they're not as big as a hand. Like, Mr. Tough Guy, I'm not scared of these quarter of a hand-sized hornets. I didn't say I wasn't <laughs> scared of them. I'm terrified. <laughs> I will never go to Asia. I promise you that. Never. Ever. Even if you, if, if, uh, I'd rather go to Cornwall. <laughs> what if, what if the Pelicans were, uh, hosting an open training camp somewhere in Asia and you could go and play with them? Yes. No. Did I say Hornets or Pelicans? Either way. Okay. Pelicans, I think you said. Well, if, no, not if it was those Hornets. No. No. I uh, still don't think I'd go. You wouldn't go. No. What if you were personally invited by Anthony Davis? I'll think about it. You're that afraid of these hornets? No, I just don't like Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem like a place for me. They've got a wonderful culture. It, delicious every, food. Everything about it scares me. Not for me. And you're going to watch The Raid next week? I don't know. No. Aren't you guys reviewing that? I don't think so. No. Oh. That's what it said in the... It's changed, I think. Oh, really? So it's not... So what are you guys... Uh, it's still up in the air. Transcendence okay. for sure. All right. So uh, moving on to our last uh, uh, story here. So you know the World Cup is coming up. Very soon. And uh, it's not that big. For the majority of North America, but all around the world, it's kind of a big deal. It's a pretty big deal here, too. But not as much. No. Right. <clears throat> so it's in, uh, it's in Brazil, so the time zones are going to be pretty close uh, yeah, for, for us, sure. right? But uh, in most of uh, Europe, it's not going to be. So 
it looks like Germany is pushing through uh, in the government, by the way, to allow uh, people to show up late for work. And it's going to be okayed for the by their uh, with their employers by the government if they're late because they were up until one a.m. watching the World Cup. That's a good idea. Now Germany is kind of known to be an efficient country. <laughs> yes, right. And uh, you know, just the idea that um, they would allow allow this kind of uh, slacker mentality. It's kind of surprising. Yeah, Don't you I think. Yeah, it's, if anything, if Germany's doing it, everyone should be doing it. That's true. They should lead the way. We should always. It do should it. be an indicator. Well, if Germany's letting them do this, we probably should have been doing this for twenty years. Now I want to show you this photo of this uh, female German soccer fan. Happy Easter! Yeah, that's always good. A part of watching soccer games, the audience pans. The audience pants. The audience pan. The pants. Oh, oh to the panning end. to the yeah. audience. Okay. The cameramen are pretty good at those. I things. thought you said audience pants. No. Although, uh, I'd like to see her pants. Quite attractive. Well, she's an attractive lady. I would like to see that picture in color. <laughs> I'll send you a link. Um, and uh, you know, when we do balls around the world, we always talk about a couple of uh, interesting sports that. Uh, take place in, in other parts of the world, maybe some things that uh, we haven't heard of. Um, did you know that there is an extreme ironing world championship? No. Uh, do you know what extreme ironing is? Well, it's got something to do with ironing, I'm pretty sure. It does, ironing clothes. But I'm going to guess you have to use an old, like, from the pioneer days, a, a cast iron iron and heat it yourself and do classic ironing. No steam irons allowed. You are very wrong. <laughs> Competitors in extreme ironing are tested on their abilities to cope with five arduous ironing tests on a variety of fabrics and in different environments ranging from rocky to forest, urban, and water. Is this televised? I don't know. But do you know who apparently is the best at this? No. Great Britain. Yeah? Yeah. This is their world junior hockey? <laughs> Extreme ironing. <laughs> Pretty good. It was actually uh, created by uh, someone in the UK. Probably because they were bored. They came up with it. They needed something they were the best at. Now, Because there's not much else. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, the one here that I'm... Uh, did you just text me? <laughs> You did? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought we were... Yeah. No. Um, I was going to get to that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all right. Um, the, the one thing that I'm very excited about uh, this last uh, competition from the world of sports that I came across is worm charming. <laughs> worm charming. Worm charming. Keep going. Okay. I need to know more. All right. So most worm charming methods involve vibrating the soil, <laughs> which is which encourages the worms to the surface. And this is an actual competition that uh, that takes place. There's there's even a world record. I need to guess where this happens first. Take a guess. Worm charming. 
Yes. Is it in the U.S.? That'll be my first It guess. is not in the U.S. Okay. Is it in Europe? It is. Is it in Portugal? No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> well, where do the majority of these weird sports come from? The U.K.? The U.K. Wales. Uh, Cheshire. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, okay, so the, the world worm charming champion is a 10-year-old girl. 10 years old. Now they... There's so many innuendos buried in this. This was... Uh, the world The world record was established June 29th, 2009, by 10-year-old Sophie Smith of Williston, England, who raised... Take a wild guess at this number. Well, is it over a period of time or with one ground vibration? Uh, okay, I'll explain the rules. They have a plot... That's no larger than three meters by three meters. And there's a five-minute warm-up period. There's a three-person team of charmer, catcher, and a counter. And that all worms uh, must be returned to the ground at the end. So this girl raised a total. Can I guess? Yes. 44 worms. 567 (laughs) worms. That's pretty good. Yes. You could run a nice bait, live bait business with that kind of worm-charming ability. The best part of this story is there's a governing body. The British Association of Worm Length Supporters, otherwise known as Balls. <laughs> That's amazing. B-A-W-L-S. Balls. Worm charming. That's that's. I think that's my favorite one yet that's, of weird sports. Well, it's it's a lot better than toe wrestling. That that one is good on a lot of levels. Oh yeah, good work, sir. I would love to attend a worm charming competition just to see this actually happening. I might look it up on YouTube as soon as we're done here. You should. All right, so we're gonna do something new that we haven't really done before. Well, we kind of did the hockey sweater. We kind of did the hockey sweater, but we're going to uh, actually talk about a sports film. We're going to do a little review here for a film that's currently in theaters, starring the immortal Kevin Costner, the Jesus of actors for sports movies, Yes, and his new NFL uh, film, Draft Day. Yeah, I uh, had low expectations for Draft Day. Right. And it pretty much lived right to those expectations. To those low expectations, yes. I actually thought Cost. I talked about this on Film Drunk too. I thought Costner was the best thing about Draft Day. Costner was great. He was absolutely fine in the movie. Yeah, and the 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 idea of the movie, I was, I mean, I didn't expect much, but I was intrigued by it. I like the idea of them doing a movie around the NFL draft. I like the fact that they were allowed to use the actual NFL teams. As opposed to made up stuff. And uh, the big problem I had with this movie was the whole love story between him and Jennifer Garner, which took up a lot of the the movie. Yes. And I would add the whole his dad firing his dad and all these extra things. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they would have just focused on the draft, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like the parts where he was talking with players or agents and, and the scenes where he was making trades were amazing. They were okay. I I was totally into it. I couldn't help but 
look at every one of these and be, this would never happen. No, the trades were terrible. Where, how, how he pulls off this draft day is the most ludicrous thing. It's fairly improbable. I've ever heard of. But I was into it, though. A little bit. It was, I was in the theater. There was one other guy in the theater. And, you know, it, uh, I, uh, I enjoyed the actual GM on GM action. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I really didn't like the technique, how they did the split screen te- technique, and then it would overlap the shoulder. Yeah, that was weird. Like, it just, it started with, I'd say the first thing like this was uh, the 3D titles in movies that feel like they're in the scene, starting with Panic Room and right. cop- copied on and on since then. There's just this need to try to find a new way to do something. To We got to think of a more clever way, more immersive way, a new way to do split screen. And it just feels like such a gimmick. Just do split screen. Who cares? Like it, or flip back and forth. I, it, I found that to be a bit offensive. I was very excited to see uh, a reappearance of actor Tom Welling. Oh, yeah, from Smallville. From Smallville. I didn't realize it was him until after. I didn't. I hadn't seen that guy in ages. Yeah, he's one hell of a quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Plays a, a hell of a one. The, yeah, it was fantastic. The, the money test in the playbook was good. Oh, Come on, I love that. Right. I like the the birthday party thing more. Oh, that's right. Why? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, why nobody went to his it birthday ju- party? It just seems weird, and they kind of try to cover their ass at the beginning. Why you wouldn't know all this stuff about people before? This is literally all teams are doing right now is preparing for this stuff. Yes. I don't think the owner of Seattle would have decided the day of the draft. You know what? We don't really need a quarterback. Do you think we can get any? I think we can get three number one picks for him. <laughs> I, that's a conversation you have two months before the draft. So it, it was a little ridiculous. Somewhat fun for the duration of the movie. I don't think I would ever revisit draft day. And I'm assuming I did. I'm assuming you loved the f bomb in the movie. You'll have to refresh my memory. You pancake. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was very good. Yeah. Why did you withhold saying the word there? I don't want to spoil it. Oh, I thought you were worried about offending young ears. No, no, no. It's the best part of the movie. Yeah, I would agree. It was and a good line. Just in a, well, this movie should be rated R. I want to see GMs talking the way they really do. That's true. Money, like to compare this to Moneyball is an absolute joke. And the fact that it's directed by Ivan Reitman, it's not funny. No, all. there's there's no comedy Very, in it at all. <laughs> Except for that line. Right. There's not much at all. You love Dennis Leary too, though, don't you? Oh, yeah. So you got him in it. I was excited to see Dennis Leary, but, you know, he wasn't funny. No. No. And, yeah, like the whole... That whole love story with him and Jennifer Garner, like, like I it feels a little unbelievable. And I don't too. care if I, if this this isn't a big spoiler, but it's like you know the end of the movie and they're together and they're like you know we're pregnant. And I was like, I kind of wanted to fucking leave at that point. Well, you got to, yeah. I I, I was I, fairly near the I end. I mentioned this this on the show too. Did you like the end credit song? Again, you'll have. It to was like that me. really heavy metal. It did not match the tone. Oh, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It came out of nowhere. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, that was really strange. Yeah, it Bo- didn't. It didn't Born occur to, to me. Born to rise. 
So bad. You so stayed bad. through the credits to learn the name of the song? No, I looked it up when I got home. Oh. It was too good. I had to buy it on iTunes. <laughs> Shut up. Did no, you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so awful. So, did, so did, you, did you guys do a full review of this? No, I just talked about it. So what do you rate this movie out of five? Well, we... We didn't we adopt the ball rating system? Did we? Yeah, out of two balls. Two balls. <laughs> I don't even remember. I'm pretty sure. Did, I, we, did we do two? We I, do two I balls? would. I would give this one ball out of two. I don't know, man. I don't think that's worth a John Cruck. Phil Kessel. <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give half a ball. Half a ball? It I'll seemed give, like you liked it. I'll give, no, I liked the GM parts, but the movie was totally ruined by this whole love story and this dad shit and. You know, and there was no funny Dennis Leary. I'm like, what a wasted opportunity. I hated his new intern for the day, too. Yeah, that was a dumb storyline. Half a ball, eh? I'll give it a full ball. Okay. I'll, I'll give it a light one ball. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think what is probably the the main review, This is, we're, we're doing a second review. Um. I, I I saw that uh, there was a new animated Hanna Barbera movie that uh, was released, and it kind of ties into what we do here, and it's Scooby Doo and the WrestleMania mystery. I will say this: when you first told me about it, I did not know it was a full length movie. Yeah, it's like, like ninety oh, minutes. Oh, I'll watch, yeah, I'll watch a twenty minute episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> I looked it up online. I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> things an hour and a half when you when you agreed right away to do it i was like oh all right i didn't actually expect that oh i was oh, like 20 minute episode what's a big deal no no it's a full hour full like no it's 90 minutes it's not an hour oh yeah right, right. it was 90 minutes just just under 90 minutes so here's the premise of this movie um there's a scooby-doo and shaggy uh play this wrestlemania video game and uh, Scooby-Doo wins the game and then achieves a, a perfect score on the bonus part of the game that uh, if, you, if you beat the bonus part of the game, you win tickets to WrestleMania and you get to go on a, a trip to WWE City. <laughs> now, WWE City is exactly what you think it is. You know, it has like a huge arena and there are wrestling-themed stores and restaurants, and I'm assuming that all the wrestlers live in WWE City, and it's it would be my Disney World if that place existed because there was a Mr. McMahon Waffle House, <laughs> there was like a Mexican restaurant, the uh, you know featuring the Luchadors, uh, there was a there was a, a barbecue ribs place, but I can't remember. Is that Sergeant Slaughter? I remember Sergeant Slaughter. Oh been- no, Jimmy Hart. Was it Jimmy Hart? Jimmy Hart was definitely one of them. Jimmy Hart ribs or something, but Jimmy Hart was in there, yeah. But uh, so that was that was the uh, that was the, of how Scooby Doo and Shaggy and, and the rest of the gang get involved with the uh, with the, the wrestlers in the WWE. And then there's this, of course, there's a there's a monster that's uh, um, you know causing damage to uh, WWE City, and there's uh, the threat that they might have to cancel. WrestleMania, which would be a terrible idea. The ghost bear. The ghost bear, that's right. <laughs> which didn't really look like a ghost or a bear. It was just kind of red and strange looking. It, it did fit 
what I remember Scooby-Doo being like, though. Right. Um, now, I, obviously, this is made for kids, you know, but they had the actual voices from the from a, a selection of WWE wrestlers, and I think they made some good choices. Um, um, I I did enjoy the fact that um, there was there was one small part at the beginning where the, the gang is driving in the mystery machine to to WWE City, and uh, the girls turn back to Shaggy and Scooby Doo who are sitting in the back, um, you know, asking if they packed all their luggage. And they were like, luggage? And they turn, and the only thing they had filled the van with are snacks. Scooby snacks and cookies and potato chips. And then Daphne says something along the lines of, you know, what are we going to do without our our luggage? And Shaggy says, well, we all wear the same thing every day anyway. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny. Normally they don't point out that stuff. I actually didn't mind this at all <laughs> i enjoyed watching it i i think by the end it was wearing a little thin on me right. but for the first half an hour i agree that i was pretty self-aware and i it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna right. be. it was even the animation wasn't terrible no it was pretty good i mean like the, the you know the story made sense it was just like a long scooby-doo episode and you know they had to band together with the wrestlers to try to solve the mystery of the the ghost bear and the to find out who was behind the mask, you know, and of course they had the who was the? Do you remember who the one voice was? Well, Did it, was, you it was Charles S. Dutton. Charles S. Rock himself. Was Rock was he was the voice of Ghost Bear. But whoa, they had, spoiler! No, that is <laughs> that doesn't matter. It's a fucking Scooby Doo cartoon. Who cares? But uh, uh, well, I already said that they solved the mystery. <laughs> it's true. But you know, they had Matthew Lillard. Doing the voice of uh, Shaggy, yeah, Daphne re- is reprising a, his is role. A peach, oh man, yeah. I kind of figured you'd be a Velma guy. No, Velma in the uh, well in the live action movies, Velma is Linda. played by Linda Cardellini. Cardellini, sure. In that movie, Daphne and Velma are holding their own. Right in the cartoons, it's all Daphne. No, all about Daphne. They they acknowledge the Fred Daphne relationship. Don't remember, but. You don't? No. They kind of held hands at the end and shared a look. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, it was it was obviously not amazing. Better, funnier, at least, in the first little bit. And then it got a little too into Did you laugh at the wear the same thing anyway? I, I may have lifted the left side really? of my lip. Come on. That was funny. I, I remember laughing at other stuff, but I don't remember what it was. I did like the the ghost bear though. It it reminded me of one of my favorite personal Halloween costumes. Did you go as ghost bear? Close. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I went as the ghost of the panda chef. And I put a ghost sheet on and a panda mask and a chef's hat and a wooden spoon. I think you've told me this before, <laughs> and it still sounds it is ridiculous. the best costume ever. How old were you? 17 i love i i need to resurrect that ghost one of these days ghost of the panda chef i love that halloween costume so you were pretty close to ghost bear (laughs) pandas not bears technically but we're playing in the same ballpark here that's true that's not bad same sport but it was it was okay i you know i I liked vince mcmahon as vince mcmahon was awesome he was probably the best part of the movie he was excellent. I wish if this would have been with wrestlers that I liked when I was a kid, like Hulk Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestling. Right. 
I think I would have liked it a lot more. And it was called Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Oh, d- pardon me. Yeah. I had the sticker book. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Panini? Uh, that was Diamond, actually. What? Now I get my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so you should be watching Legends House then. Uh, if I will probably get the WWE Network when right. it comes to Canada. So you never know. Right. I think you would enjoy Legends House. Okay. How many episodes? Are there? Is, am I catching up on a lot there? Just two so far. Well, I might check it out. Yeah. Uh, who's in the house? Roddy Piper, Hillbilly Jim, Jimmy Hart, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Well, that's three gyms in a row. Uh, Pat Patterson, Howard Finkel, Mean Gene Okerland. I, I do need to watch. <laughs> and there's one more. It's got to be one more wrestler. Please say Coco. Or is Coco Beware Dad? No, he's alive, but he's not in this. Um, is there any black person in this house? Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas. Okay. I don't know yeah. who Tony Atlas is. You don't know who Tony, Tony Atlas is? No. Really? He was, uh, he was like the first African-American to hold a championship belt in the, when he, in the WWE when, or WWF. He was tag team champion with uh, Rocky Johnson. I think it's before my time. He was the Rock's father. Before my time. Oh. But he came back in the 90s as Saba Simba, a very, very stereotypical African character. <laughs> I kind of remember that. Yeah. I prefer Papa Shango. Well, come on. It's like comparing apples and oranges. <laughs> Papa Shango is a sweet, delicious orange. The other observation I had was, when did Scooby-Doo start speaking full sentences? I think he's been doing that for a I don't while. Th- he's literally talking in this movie. I remember him saying Shaggy and Ruh-Roh. I don't remember him literally speaking. I do remember that. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. He's a speaker. But so right now they're working on a uh, they're animating a second Hanna Barbera WWE collaboration involving the Flintstones. Really? Yes. I don't know. We'll see. Can it live up to this one? I'm not sure. I don't know. This one was pretty good. I hope they pick someone a little more charismatic than John Cena for the lead. But he's their number one guy for kids and for merchandise. Of course, he's going to be the lead guy. He, him and Triple H, they're why I don't care about wrestling anymore. Guys like that. I need characters. That's why they had Brodus Clay and Santino Morella and Sin Cara, the luchador, who didn't those speak. Those people mean nothing to me. You don't know. No. You, didn't, you hadn't heard of any of those guys before. Not really. The Miz? I had heard of The Miz at yeah. the beginning. Kane? You know Kane. Oh, I, know. I, do, I do know Kane. All right. So you were happy to see Kane. He was right at the beginning. And the end. And at the end. But I mean, you know, when the first... I don't. I never loved Kane. Okay, not gonna lie. Yeah. Are so, we so, we gonna... so if this was like Attitude Era wrestlers or or like ninety earlier nineties, early oh early nineties. So, so like Duke the Dumpster Drozzy and Doink the Clown and oh yeah, um, IRS. Oh. I want an, a a movie dedicated to IRS. <laughs> 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 the journey from. Insurance broker to wrestler. He started off as Mike Rotundo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I know. I mean, like, the character IRS, how he... Oh, I went. see. Right. <laughs> right. Do you, do you remember what IRS stood for? What his real name Irwin was? Irwin R. Scheister. That's right. 
That's an easy one. So what do you uh, rate this out of two balls? I'm sticking the same one ball. Oh, my God. This was easily two balls. Two out of two balls. Oh, yeah. This was a double ball. Okay. Served on a plate. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Ready for sack time? I am. All right. So uh, you guys should be following us on Twitter by now. Ball Junk Podcast is our Twitter handle. And you can uh, tweet us with questions or comments or just say how much you just love the show. We like reading that stuff. And uh, you can also send us emails for sack time, uh, podcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> or you can uh, tweet me, The Gas Man Lives. Or you can uh, tweet Frank, Dirty Frank, Three R's and Dirty. And send us here. You know, we like to read your comments. We'll we'll make you feel special and a part of the show when we read your stuff, right? Absolutely. I mean, you should feel special. I guess, yeah. Or just feel okay. I feel special. Yeah, I always do. All right, sack time. This is an email from, uh, I would say, a longtime film junk fan, Casper, mm-hmm. who was, uh, I thank him for moving along into the ball zone. To, uh, and uh, and becoming a ball handler and, uh, and and listening to our show and, and even sending us some feedback. So he's done uh, some kind of uh, quick fire questions. So I'm going to... Am I g- going to give them to you or are you going to... No, no. I'll give them, oh, we'll, just, we'll talk. We'll, we'll both do them. Okay. Um, obviously, uh, I, I'm assuming that uh, these are all about preferences. All right. So college basketball or the NBA? NBA. NBA. Um, what's better to watch your favorite team win or watch your most hated team lose? Easiest question ever. My favorite team win. I would say the same thing. Uh, King cake, baby Pierre or Pierre 2.0. I, I'm fond of Pierre. The original Pierre. The original so, Pierre. The, yeah. Oh, I'm the King cake, baby. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, <laughs> did you see the similarities that like Corey pointed out my Twitter picture looks exactly like the oh yeah yes yes that's crazy yeah (laughs) so you might very well be the inspiration the inspiration wearing a pelican shirt as the king king cake baby yes crazy are you all right with that nickname sure all right um okay your favorite nfl team winning the super bowl or your favorite nba team winning the nba championship (sighs) nba yeah so the pelicans winning is better than the bills winning it's close, but Pelicans are above the Bills. See, for me, I've been with that. I've followed them through a lot of shit. For me, it would be the Dolphins because I've just seen so many championships won as a Lakers That's fan. That's true. So it's no big deal. I mean, I've I've seen like watched like ten. <laughs> so it's, it's quite a few. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the last one here unsalted and unbuttered popcorn or a hot dog that smells like it might be too old unsalted unbuttered popcorn because the hot dog that smells like it might be too old is probably a costco dog don't you dare 
I I'm not shy from eating old hot dogs either. Mm-hmm. I just love you, popcorn that much. That's why you love the Costco dogs. If you want something fresh and delicious, you get an IKEA dog. Okay, so he tied this game. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, less than 20 seconds to go. That was a pretty monster dunk. Tony out. Sorry. It's well timed. Uh, all right. Uh, question uh, from Stephen Carpenter. Regular emailer. He actually felt bad that last episode he didn't get a question in on time. I was mad at him. I told him we were all disappointed in him. It is now a four-point game for Memphis. Greetings, Gregory and Franklin. Is Franklin your actual? No. It isn't, is it? Just Frank. It's Frank Burt. Just Frank. Just Frank. It was almost Francis. My mom changed it on the way to City Hall. Would you ever want to live in Frankfurt? Yeah, maybe. I love that Germany has a Hamburg and a Frankfurt as cities. That is pretty good. It is pretty good. (laughs) I hope you guys are doing well. Sorry for not sending in a question for the last episode. I've been super busy with school. Like, no one gives a shit about your problems, right? (laughs) Nobody does. No. No. He inappropriately labeled a gray blue heron a pelican (laughs) earlier today. So, he's in the doghouse. Jesus Christ. You and your birds. Uh, This morning, head coach of the New York Knicks, Mike Woodson, was fired. He was fired along with his entire coaching staff. Uh, Apparently, Steve Kerr is expecting to be offered the Knicks head coaching job and would accept it if asked. Do you think the Knicks will end up hiring Kerr? And how do you think he would do since he has absolutely zero professional coaching experience? I I kind of think they are going to hire him. They will. I I think so. Who should they hire? We both know the answer. Jeff Van Gundy needs to come back. Yes. With his assistant coach, Charles Oakley. That's who you would want? <laughs> that would be amazing. But, yeah, Steve Kerr, he was a GM. Let's not forget that. Yep. He is very close with Phil Jackson. Very? Very. <laughs> it could happen. Probably will happen. I would think so. I'd be, I'd be more surprised if it didn't happen. Yeah. As long as Phil doesn't actually coach that team, I'm all right with him being there. It's such a joke, that whole Phil Jackson thing. It's the worst. That they would bring him in? Oh, what they're paying him. It's a lot of money. I want him to coach that shit team, and I want him to end them like they did again this year. When he doesn't have the best players in the NBA, like Michael Jordan and Shaq. And Kobe Bryant. No. And Kobe Bryant. <laughs> it, it, Scottie Pippen. Like the guy always had talent. He is a hack. He I know, is. I know, he's a pretty good coach. I don't think so. The triangle is genius. I guess, yeah. But I I agree. I think they will hire Kerr. And you know what? I mean, if the Knicks are bad, it won't be because of Steve Kerr. Because right now they have a terrible team. It'll be the reason it always is. Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith. Probably. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, nobody expected Jason Kidd to do well right from the start. And, you know, at first he was a little shaky. But the team kind of came together, and I think they kind of bought into what he was preaching. Wife beating. Yeah. He probably didn't really preach that. I think he does. Maybe that's just like the brotherhood of wife beaters on that team. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Fuck Brooklyn. 
Um, also, I was curious what you guys have uh, thought of Major League Baseball's expanded use of instant replay this season with managers being able to challenge a call per game. I like it. There's still some big problems with it. I've been reading about it. I haven't seen specific examples. Um, I've seen two horrible calls that they uh, looked at replays and still made the wrong really? call. Yeah, which is disappointing. I think it would be smart if uh, Major League Baseball implemented a system similar to that of the NFL that would review every scoring play that was questionable while also allowing a manager to challenge once. And if he wins that challenge, he would receive one additional challenge. I know this would make uh, the game a bit longer, but baseball is already baseball already takes forever to play now. I think getting the calls correct would improve the game overall. I, I think NFL is moving towards this. Or no, Adam Silver talked about maybe the NBA doing this, kind of what the NHL does. Have a central place watching all the games. Yeah, and you know they're already on top of it. The second it happens, looking at it, they already have a decision when the call comes in with what to do. It only makes sense. These places make billions of dollars. They can pay someone $100,000 a year to do that job or whatever it is. A few guys, $100,000. I would agree. I, I think that they need, they do need to have, because the, the NHL does it a, a better way than they do. Yeah. Sorry. So we're, uh, we've got the... Russell uh, Westbrook had a four-point play. Just like... Well, yeah. I, I kind of saw it out of my peripheral here. So... Memphis and OKC are tied. There's less than five seconds left to go in the game. Did did they just call a foul on Memphis no. for that punch? They didn't. No. Okay. So there's 2.4 seconds left in this game. It's tied. 85-85. Series tied 1-1. This is a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, this could decide the series. Absolutely. This game right here. This is why I love NBA basketball. It's pretty good. Unfortunately, they went to a commercial. So let's just go to the next uh, sack time question. This is from Grant Radke. R-A-D-K-E. Radke. I think so. Yep. Hey, ball junkies. I'm a huge golf fan. So much so that despite my degree in psychology, I've been working as a greenskeeper for the last seven years. (laughs) I don't get paid much, but it's great being surrounded by my favorite sport all day long. I'm a loyal listener of Film Junk. I've now become the same to Ball Junk. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. I've got some golf questions for you. And even if you're not huge golf fans, I think you should be able to answer them. Do we want to uh, take a break from that question? I, sure. I predict. Comment? I'm going to predict Russell Westbrook shoots and misses. I think uh, OKC is going to win the game right here. Okay. No. It's- Durant? Wow, I was he gonna, didn't even hit the rim. I was going to guess Durant and miss, but I he, maybe they'd mix it up because it'd be so obvious they were going to Durant. He didn't even hit the rim. No, he's a fucking choker. It I'm telling the, you. He hit the backboard behind the rim. This was a terrible shot. Like He didn't even get it in the white square. I don't think. I think he was trying to not bank it. Right. He's awful. Yeah. Probably worst player in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Grant's question. I grew up watching Tiger Woods dominate the PGA, and I've always been a huge fan of his. I'm still a fan of his to this day. I don't care about his personal life. I love him for his golf skills, although I will say his ex-wife is one of the hottest pieces of ass out there. What was he thinking? 
Anyways, as you probably know, he's not nearly as dominant on the tour as he once was, allowing other golfers to start winning. However, since Woods' fall from grace, I've noticed that no one in particular has even come close to his dominance. Nowadays, it seems that almost every week some guy I've never heard of wins, like Charles Schwartzel, I just added that in, and I find myself a lot less interested in watching golf because I don't know most of the competitors. So here are my questions. How important are superstars in the PGA? I'll be contrarian. I prefer when there's no superstars. I hate when I have to see every shot Tiger takes, every shot Phil Mickelson takes. I just want to be cutting to the best shots. Who's Show me the leaders. Show me amazing shots out there that day. I do not need my life focused on the same two guys all the time, especially when they're in 10th place. I don't, I don't know a lot about golf. I only ever played once in my life, and I won, and I retired undefeated. Um, and this is a legitimate question and is probably indicative of how much I know about golf right now, but is Tom Lehman still playing? Not to my knowledge. Okay. That's one guy I remember. But I, did, I watched the Masters, and my favorite all-time golfer is Fred Couples, and he's always amazing at the Masters. And, and Payne Stewart is still deceased. Correct. Okay. He had awesome clothing. All the NFL teams. And then he, what did he switch to? I can't remember. He played for all the NFL teams? No, his, his clothes would have yeah. be endorsed by the NFL. Um, do you enjoy the wide variety of winners? So you do. I, you, I you kind of care do. about. I, just, I do not like Bubba Watson, who won the Masters. Love Duffner. Uh, don't have a ton of favorites right do now. Do you like Charles Schwartzel? Not really. Okay. He won the Masters, I think. Do Come not on. like Sergio Garcia one bit. Okay. I don't mind Tiger, though. I just, I like Tiger. I don't like the way golf telecasts are obsessed with him. How do you feel about the guy from Parks and Rec? Huh? Adam Scott. Oh, not crazy about him. No, no, I can't matter. I really hate a lot of them. <laughs> I'm more, I, I think a lot of fans tend to root for the guys who... Just seem the most regular, like the, why can't I think of his name right now? The John Daly's of the world. Right. And that's, it, it kind of makes you think you could do it, even though you have no chance. And I, I like the regular guys. That's why I like Duffner. So then this question probably uh, answers itself as well. Uh, would more big names encourage you to watch more PGA? Uh, well, actually, that one's more towards me, because if you don't follow golf, um, no. No. I just don't find it exciting at all. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Keep balling. Grant from Cambridge, Ontario. Nice. There is a Chuck E. Cheese still in Cambridge. I drive by it whenever I go to Waterloo. It's crazy. I want to go. As do I. I do enjoy animatronics. I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. What? Ever. What? Wow. No Toblerone, no Chuck E. Cheese. And I always wanted to go so bad. It's like I don't even know who you are anymore. Those are two little secrets about me. I'm going to take you to Chuck E. Cheese and give you a Toblerone in Chuck E. Cheese. Nice. Actually, no. We'll have actual Mr. Chuck E. Cheese bring you a Toblerone. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll figure that out. Um, we've got a, uh, a question from uh, Steve in Calgary. Um, this is an NBA question. It's about the Raptors. 
uh, playing their, uh, we talked about them being the heel in this uh, uh, rivalry. So if the Raptors beat Brooklyn, could the Raptors become relevant outside of Toronto? Mm, I think they already are kind of relevant outside of Toronto, more Be- than ever based on, on Drake. The, no, on the ratings and stuff like that. They And even just the coverage TSN gives them has been more than I've seen in a long time, which is the main indicator for stuff like that. Otherwise, they'd be telling me what the Leafs are doing in the offseason. Instead, they're talking about the Raptors. So that's a good sign. And I don't know. I think they'd need to get to the the conference finals or NBA finals to really make a splash of that size. Um, Russell Westbrook just missed a shot. You were good. Yeah. how do you feel about NBA TV in Canada? That was an amazing three. Um, uh, showing live footage from Maple Leaf Square during Raptors games. They just had the camera on Oh, is people. that what it was? I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, yeah, they had the camera on people outside of the Air Canada Center watching the game on a big screen. That's stupid. That's crazy. And the, it's jam-packed full of people. Yeah, I know. Well, they had the most expensive scalped seat in the NBA. Did they really? That is ridiculous. Yeah. Fairweather fans in Toronto. All right, final question for sack time. This is from Nathan Cripps. This is a great question. This is why I love sack time. When we get awesome questions like this. This is a great question. Uh, First off, Nathan starts off, love the podcast, but not enough talk about soccer. All right. Uh, I've actually had a lot of people... Say, you know, it'd be better if you talked more about soccer. You know, I get that it's probably the most popular sport in the world. Um, However, I don't think we would be doing soccer fans any justice at all by trying to talk about soccer. I mean, we, we talk about stuff that we're both very passionate about. And if we, outside of what shows up in balls around the world, if we talk about a sport that we're not... 100% into it would be pretty offensive and insulting to people that actually do care about that sport to hear us talk about soccer or rugby or cricket or whatever because it would be a stupid conversation and we would sound like morons and I I just don't think we would be doing justice to a sport that millions, billions of people are a fan of. So that's why we don't talk more about soccer. I mean, I can tell you how pumped I am for this weekend for Liverpool and Chelsea. And if Liverpool wins and Man City loses points on one of their next two games, then Liverpool wins the Premier League Championship, something they haven't done since 1990. So I'm pretty jacked about that. Steven Gerrard is one of the greatest players that I've ever seen play the game. He's a pitch general out there. And so I'm pretty excited about that. But beyond watching English Premier League and 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 what's happening with uh, the Liverpool Football Club, we're not going to talk much more about soccer. And uh, I, I would hope that people who are soccer fans would understand that we don't want to treat your favorite sport like shit. If anything, the World Cup will probably be the most <clears throat> we talk about it. We'll probably talk a little bit about that, I'm sure. I'm sure it, I, it'll come up. I usually watch every game. Of the World Cup. I mean, any any uh, sporting event where if a team 
loses and players are murdered by citizens of that country. It's pretty interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Murder. All right. So getting all, uh, on with uh, Nathan's question here. Because um, we also had talked about premium podcasts in the, in the past, like doing uh, talking about, uh, you know, sitting around doing kind of what we're doing today is talking about a, a game that we're watching. I listened- And I, I was going to suggest it for the round one, but it happened on Easter. Right. So I was like... <clears throat> It, we could still do it for round two, I would think, if we, there's a good matchup. We might be able to figure it out, yes. So uh, Nathan says, I, I listen to Film Junk for film reviews. I would rather pay to hear you guys watch a game instead. Hmm. How about that? I don't care what the game is. A local hockey game in your area is fine by me. I won't, I won't go to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last place you'll find me, a local hockey game. Well, we would be. It's everything I hate. Creeps watching a peewee hockey game. I hate local hockey. You got issues, dude. Anyway, question. Frank, you're playing basketball. You pick the position you play best at for yourself. Of the current crop of players in the NBA right now, who would you pick to build the team around yourself. You're starting five. This is a question from Nathan in Missouri. Love this question. Yeah, I'm playing the two spot. You're playing the two. You're playing small forward. No, small shooting guard. Shooting guard, right. Just because... Well, you said small forward earlier. Yeah, I changed my mind. Okay, you changed because, my mind again. Because I want LeBron at the three. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a decent passer. Right. Decent outside shooter. And in this game, my height... Is about that of a two. I'm six four. You did defeat me in a game of horse. Yes, and if if I in the league I play in, I'm usually center or, <clears throat> or forward, but I'm taller in this up, <laughs> upper Canada. <laughs> Not a lot of big, tall, athletic people in this league. Got it. Definitely, I'm not athletic. I'm kind of tall. Sure. So, uh, and then at my the number one. Easiest spot on the team to fill, CP3, Chris Paul. Point guard. Yep. Got it. My small forward, LeBron. Got it. If you'll notice, all these guys love to share the ball and play defense. Right. Number four, actually, maybe this was the easiest pick, Anthony Davis. Sure. He In the end of the season, he was absolutely phenomenal, a monster. Mm-hmm. And my, my number five, my center, Andrew Bogut. We have a completely different team. I want Bogut in there for some D. We got lots of scoring, some toughness. Another white boy on that team. Got it. <laughs> I also wanted another white person on my team. Um, <laughs> I picked four players that I would just want to play with, be on the court with. And so there was really no other strategy to me picking this team than anything else than that. Uh, so I would play small forward. You know, it would be me there. I just, you know, I didn't I didn't really want to pick between Durant and LeBron, although I'd probably end up picking Durant anyway. <laughs> Again, guys who I would want to play with. You want to watch them shoot the whole game? Oh, yeah. You should listen. You'll wait to hear my team because <laughs> I'm a terrible shooter, right? I just, you know, point guard, Stephen Curry. Shooting guard. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant, obviously. My power forward is Dirk. Oh, my God. And my center is uh, Noah. That's a pretty good pick. He'd, get, he'd lead your team in assists. Why, um, 
Yeah, probably. No, I would lead the team in assists. I'm not shooting at all. I'm just dishing. You tell them when I pass it to you, you shoot it right away. I, would, I want I, assists. I would tell that to Kobe. I would say, you know what? You need to shoot the ball. <laughs> so you're player coach in a way. Well, yeah. You know, I, I can throw that, uh, that hound on as well, I think. I think we'd be a pretty solid team. We'd destroy you guys. I don't think so. Oh, you, you guys would be done. We would ruin you. <laughs> and I, I would guard Kobe. He would ruin you. No. Yeah. Probably. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's too slow, man. I'm, I got speed. He's got five rings. <laughs> five rings. So that's uh, sack time. I, I love that you had no answer for that. Uh, so if you want to send us... I was a, trying to incorporate <laughs> the ring he gave his wife after he raped that girl in Denver, but... Allegedly. Couldn't think of a smooth way of doing it. Allegedly. What happens in Denver stays in Denver. That is how the saying goes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so if you want to send us an email, balldrinkpodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, things you want us to talk about on the show other than soccer and cricket and rugby because we would sound like total D-bags doing that. Um, you can follow us on Twitter as well. Ball Junk has a Twitter account. It's Ball Junk Podcast. Pretty easy. You can follow Frank, Dirty Frank, Three R's and Dirty. You can follow me at The Gas Man Lives. Are you ready for the gas pedal? I've been waiting for this all day. Go. Let's crank it up. Major League Baseball has suspended Yankees pitcher Michael Pineda for using pine tar. Does that surprise you that pitchers still use pine tar? No. Is 10 games, which is basically two starts. That's the suspension. Is that enough? Yes. Two starts for yeah. using pine tar? He was a cheater. That's enough for you? Yeah. Fine. I like that kind of sly... Uh, what's his name? Harris from Major League. Right. I love that. He's my favorite character in Major League. It's a tribute to him, I see it as. Michael Phelps is coming out of swimming retirement to get back into the Olympics. Will he be successful? No. Is there a more boring job than retired swimmer? Yes. Will Liverpool win its first Premier League championship since 1990 this year? No. You're an asshole. <laughs> Chad Ochocinco signed a contract with the Canadian Football League's Montreal Alouettes. Will he make a difference? Yes. And the NFL draft is on May 8th. Will Johnny Manziel or Jadavian Clowney go number one to the Texans? Clowney. Clowney, number one. Manziel in the top five? Yes. All right. So that's it. That's the gas pedal for the week. That's Ball Junk, episode eight. Thanks for listening. Balls. In the rain